German. And the guy's all into kite surfing and into snowboarding and into just festivals and living life, except he owns a company that has a production floor with 30 people working on the floor and they produce CBD oil and he runs the whole show and he's hired all his friends and he's the most chilled out guy you'll ever see at the festival, at the parties. He's just dancing like there's nobody there, just enjoying life. And he's always got this sort of half grin on his face and he's just always happy. And then, you know, in his weekends, he goes and he works as an EMT in Switzerland, for his parents you know in the meantime and he uh, he's just always kind of on a good wavelength I just imagine that you and him you'd get along very well and he could tell you all about the Magyar culture I, I like wavelengths you know me <laughs> uh, I, I do like the wavelengths <laughs> and there was another girl at the school who was also Magyar who <clears throat> we, I was at least I was quite impressed by her you really wouldn't think that she was a 16-year-old in terms of just general demeanor, but I think I could say that for a lot of the people at the school we just worked for. Really, it was part of being in, the, I guess, the international environment. These kids, they had a, they were so much more worldly. Maybe it had something to do with IB. I don't know, but it was just miles apart from a system that you know the American ones, where it's like take a couple subjects whichever ones you want and the way to graduate is if you've like taken the right amount of subjects whereas in the IB it's more like there are a multi interdisciplines that all need to sort of connect together and you need to fill up parts in all of the disciplines for you to be able to graduate like it's 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 significantly at least more thought out <clears throat> even if it has its own flaws than the American one of course that makes uh, clear sense and uh, there are levels and there are th capabilities for 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 each person and they give you that choice so it's uh it's more tailored to you instead of saying and and things that you would like to do instead of saying i need to finish so i'll just take whatever exactly i mean you did cass anyway you had a story and you had a piece of piece of music yes it's in preparation mode right now so we can uh, keep listening to your ib experience in germany <laughs> um all I'll say is I think you and this Magyar guy will get along very, very well. I mean, just a cool, cool guy. I mean, always wants to do fun stuff. <laughs> like, always. And constantly you hear him say things. And, you know, he's also one of the only guys that I noticed when you have a conversation with him. <clears throat> Let's say you're telling him a story. Or you just started a story, anything. And then something cuts it off. Maybe somebody walks into the room, something interrupts it he will sort of lean back once that happens and saying you were saying about milk trucks you know whatever <laughs> about the specific thing and it's just like i do the same thing and i figure you do the same as well but i haven't met a lot of guys who do pay that kind of attention to each other to be able to sort of say i was listening to you continue what you were talking about wow. the small things think, we notice uh, it's it's a uh, it's great it's great man that you say that it's uh, really cool because um, that's the probably the, the most core thing about friendship you know which is like I hear you and I recognize you and I see you when nobody else is you know when nobody else is isn't it um the, I, I, there are a million African languages but among them. I believe it was the one that was spoken in the Lion King. Shows my cultural ineptitude about this. But the greeting essentially translates to I see you. Mm. 
to me that's greeting uh, it's kind of beautiful but you know i just i felt like maybe it's just the people i've been surrounded by maybe it's just the fact that people seem to be a little bit more either self-involved or dissociated from each other but i just to me it's that i notice it when people behave this way to each other which must say that it's not the norm it's, uh, oh that you notice these things because it's noticeable I don't know, we're also looking for a mirror to ourselves, right? It's, uh, it's so hard to trust anything that happens in your own mind. Yeah, and I'm listening okay. to that Japanese guitarist, oh, <laughs> Masayoshi yeah. Takanaka, in his 1979 album, where somebody commented, this is probably the happiest man of 1979. What was, what was the name of the album? All of Me, from 1979. If you want to put it on, I'll sync with you. Oh, we're going on a different wavelength right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm happy to pay whatever you want to play. I, and it, it's the most difficult thing right now for me to first to move whatever I wrote on my laptop to my phone because there's no Wi-Fi. And, Just uh, take a picture of it. And exactly. Let me do that. <laughs> and what I'm also are you doing? kind of like not here, if you know what I mean. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where, where would you be? I'm everywhere. Why wouldn't I be everywhere? Why can't you be everywhere? Why do you have to be somewhere? I mean, why you have to be? I, mean, I remember there was a girl at our high school that uh, claimed to be from everywhere. That is true. And I remember that that particular uh, video haunted her for a while. We were, uh... It's kind of a mean thing, you know? Just going after people. Teasing with little so things. When you when you introduce an idea, do you usually when you it's like a rough idea. So you're talking to your friends, like you're not talking to anything, anything really that important, you know. Um, do you do you like to preface your idea with anything, or just like just do it? The the jury's kind of out on that one, man. I'm um, I'm fifty fifty. It depends on the idea. That's all I'll tell you. Yeah. Also, right. it depends on like how you preface. Like, if you're saying like, "Oh, this is just a rough draft. This just—it took me ten minutes. It's just, it's just <laughs> like, it's just a rough draft. Don't judge me." It's very different to like, look, I um, I went to certain places where I didn't really develop the thoughts in a deep sense yet, but I feel like I'm at the kernel of what I'm trying to get at, and I'm trying to explain. I want to ex show you where I am, no. <laughs> so you can jump on top of that and decide how we can build it together. That's a very different kind of preface. <laughs> There's so many prefaces. So <laughs> but, many ways. To... But you see what I mean? It's very circumstantial. Like you cannot make a rule about this. That's why I get really tired of people who say, "Well, I'll just don't don't say anything." I'm like, "No, you're you're, you're missing the point." <laughs> oh man. So okay, then uh, the only thing I'll preface with is. Is um, I'll tell the I'll tell the audience uh, the the song, and they have to listen to it. And um, there are there are names in here. I have, well, yeah, we can bleep them out. We can just change okay. them, or bleep them out. You know, like we, we we can do whatever we want. All right. Okay. So okay. Sweet. Man, this is I was writing and writing <laughs> to see if something comes out. Man, of it. we've missed this, dude. We've missed doing this. We're gonna keep doing. <laughs> 
the podcast is great. It's a great place to do this type of shit. Yeah, because there's a. I need to do it. You know, it's a performance. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a, like exactly. Exactly. Or uh, what's your name? Friends, an idea. Because now we have like three people listening to us, so there's a, there's some pressure. Exactly. <laughs> to, to perform for the audience. Two and a half. We have to. Someone's make on their phone. Yeah, exactly. And I'm wondering the level of engagement. Yeah, definitely, definitely, someone's on their phone. You know, they're just scrolling through <laughs> Nangag. You know, half listening to us. You know, but it would be a lot to ask of someone to say, listen, I want you to sit completely still and close your eyes and listen as we speak and hang upon our every words. (laughs) That is the respect I demand. I do not. What's Eddie? (laughs) All right, man, let's let's just do this. Okay, for. Oh, you you sent me the song. Uh, For music, just put it on repeat. And it, oh, it's yes. funny. I love it's the song. It's so funny, man. I've been listening it's to so it. It's so funny. I've been listening <sighs> a lot, man. I've been listening. Anyway. Oh. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, Talk About It by Jungle. Okay, let's and, just give uh, him a... Let, and just uh, pause it until you get the song. All right, ready? And go. <clears throat> okay, Talk About It by Jungle. You want to hit 3, 2, 1, play? You want to synchronize with the audience? Yes. <laughs> okay, audience. All right, guys. Are you ready? <laughs> Just to let you know, I am the countdown man. I'm the countdown master. <laughs> exactly. Um, the CDM, as we call them. There you go. Um, and uh, we'll we'll do this in three, two, one, play. All right, man. Hit it. So, all right. So, this pretty much this whole video is in portrait mode, in portrait uh, layout. It's it, we start with just ringing, black screen. And it's the iPhone ring. And then you see my face, like, in the corner of a phone call. And then we see Rob's face. And then we just keep hearing it ringing. And then Yasmin, Yasmin comes up with so much enthusiasm. She's smiling. She's like, hey, what's up? And then Cabriti, like, he's construction hat. And he's like, bin Then we have uh, Jude. She's in an office. She's, like, wearing a suit. They have blueprints behind her. And she's just like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. And then we have Raja in his workshop and he's just, you know, just doing his thing and he's bald and, and he's like, hey, <laughs> we just keep going. Like he has, he's like, and it's just like behind him is LA. It's just like a whole uh, sunglasses, chill, tanning. And then Hatim goes like, so we're just talking like it's like a conversation the whole video is just a complete conversation as if you're talking to someone so he's talking about his day and then he shows like it's it's under the the views upward so you're just basically seeing his face is his nose mostly which is kind of an inside joke with the with the nose and then uh other people just like reunion oh and then other people like oh yeah yeah but I got this thing and then like they show their baby because we have babies now the sterling or and just like chilling in the room it's like completely dark you just see the the, the laptop screen and uh, <laughs> just they're doing their thing and then like Zach Abdullah all these people are just coming in and talking to us and each one is in their own completely different world and then after that man we tell them like Rob goes like hey we got something for you Open the door, or like go outside, or you know, like do whatever. Call your girlfriend, and with each person, you you see like the preparation of like the delivery man go in, or like uh, a whole Debka troop, like in three different locations. So three different people, they're coming out, they're fixing themselves, and then like suddenly, or cho- someone with chocolates, 
man the ideas are crazy like any endless and then like just at the at the pop it's all reaction shots and like people dancing dubke or like playing violin or dancing together whatever it's just like oh this one with like shawarma where they like have like 50 shawarma boxes coming in into the room in their office for example and then that's it like it's a reunion man amazing like, just ending credits Yes, this is it. I'm like, I was following, and then you get to that part near the end, and I'm thinking, oh, shit. Like, you know, this is super doable. Just record the screen, record reactions, edit, easy, 24-hour thing, you know? We got, we got it, and it's like, go outside. <laughs> you get a car. You get a car. Exactly, right? <laughs> no, no. I mean, no, the, the, I the, think, the first... honestly, go outside would yeah. be cool, man. Like, the, I'm, I was already thinking, like, how do you do it? You know, how do you how do you somehow mobilize in a short enough period of time the, the the people to be able to do this? And ideally, you want, in terms of go outside, you want one alumnus to do it for another, ra rather than like the girlfriend or something. You know, like if, exactly. if Hatim exactly. and Malkawi live in the same city, the idea is that they want to that one does it for the other, and you coordinate. Listen, listen. You call them and you show them the first call. And so you're essentially asking, okay, yo, I need you to do this ready for this person. And they say, why? It's like, look, exactly. it's for it. I need it. Just do it, please. <laughs> and then another person, like, let's just call a Hatim and Malkawi, just as if they live in the same city. And you tell a Hatim, you say, okay, we need you, we need, I need you to sort of go bring Shawarma to Malkawi's office at this time and surprise him. And I'll be calling him. And you tell Malkawi, yo, I need you to prepare this this particular type of thing, um, whatever, like a bouquet of flowers. I want you to pre prepare it for one person. Maybe you, it could be directly reciprocal. Maybe it could be for Hatim who's coming. And then like he has it ready for when he comes and then you have something to oh, give okay. each other. Or you can, you can have it as a sort of like pay it forward type of system, you know? <laughs> but it's like, then you're dealing with a thing that has to happen concurrently in a sequential order, and that's going to be a problematic situation. You're going to want individual little ones that are like rely on only each other and nothing else. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to think a little bit more on on this, and like, it definitely needs more preparation. But this was definitely like an ideal script, and I, I said in the in the beginning, like, if we could actually do this, and if I if I don't do it then I can do this later in my life. Like, it doesn't have to be these people exactly. Like, this, this idea is pretty cool. It's true. I, and it's actually an idea that you can stretch in a variety of different ways. The idea is call people, talk to them, and then send something interesting or something joyful, right? I mean, I'm thinking, like, what's exactly. a thing? Because you want to do things where you're not getting things for people because we don't want to promote any kind of, like, consumerism, right? It's more like ideas for people um surprises for people and surprising each other is like that's another one but it's, to some extent i just think if if you and i just do it in terms of conversations with nothing logistical behind it if we consider it for that it's level it's still do that's that's still a strong video that's what i'm saying it's like i was already totally sold at that point <laughs> you know and it's just because it'd that's be great. funny no, just, no, you and i you and i man we smoke a little uh we and then you know and uh we <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no we mess around with people like for yeah just like uh having someone like uh just what they reply or they have opened their phone and like it's black screen and that's like the, i don't know like, exactly and oh. we call people like you don't oh. we don't do we not care about meanings and we any of around. that kind of shit like we just call people at random times without any nothing prepared it has to be totally surprised
<laughs> with a little bit of like you know you want to fuck with them a little bit like yeah, any the the vibe of that not to actually want that it's just like you know, I think they'd, like, uh, I think they'd permit it from exciting. you and me. I, I think that most of the class would permit it from you and me. You know, there's like, in the hierarchical order, we're kind of like the jesters. <laughs> you, ha you have the good spirit of the class, I would say, and uh, I have the wild card, probably, that people think It's just think to get will... something un unexpected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. That's, Definitely. That's what, that's what we need. That's and the essence of this. The whole thing will write itself. Because, I mean, just as you saw, the one call with Yasmin was like, it was great. You know, just super, exactly. they were so happy, like, oh, what? I get to talk to these two guys, great news, you know? Two and minutes. Not, not everyone's going to do that, but if we say, listen, just step out of the meeting for 30 seconds, talk to us, and just like, they say, I can't do it, it's like, it's a meeting, it's exactly. fine. Exactly, but that's, that's what we want, you know? You'll <laughs> be all right. And just say, like, hey, sorry, this was a really weird, crazy thing that just happened. I'll explain it in a second. Bam, you know, oh, it was my alumni 10-year reunion. They're doing a crazy video. They needed to ask me a couple questions, and it had to surprise me at a random moment. Yeah, okay, that sounds reasonable. Please join the meeting again. <laughs> yeah, and you give them, you get them, like, adrenaline. What if they're, like, presenting beforehand or, or right after, you know? It's whatever it is. It's a good, it's a good video. Like, it's, it's a good feel making of the video. I'm wondering if um, we can use people who are friends with each other to, like, to tell us of things course. about each other so that we can use that in a way that sort of allows us to understand good moments to call under or maybe allows us to understand how to engage her immediately without those so what are you doing <laughs> so we should yeah, maybe exactly. already do our research so that we know exactly who's who you know so that we, when we know who's calling we already know what to get into you know maybe that's maybe that's part of um because otherwise we're doing we'll have the same kind of repetitive conversation with people we have to somehow blindside them Yeah, and always preparation is better to know what to say or to know what to do. Plus, then in that sense, that's where you that's where you begin to add the production value between you and me. Instead of the organizing actual logistical things in every corner of the world, which, to be honest, we can do. It's not out of the question, right? It's just the internet. No, it's, it's just the amount of resources that we want to allocate to this. The that's amount it. of time as well. Yeah, exactly. And all the information is on LinkedIn and whatever. There's, there, there would be plenty of this information that we have access to. I also see very clearly why uh, <laughs> it would be very difficult to come up with a bunch of random names and to try and explain the point of your story to me, at least in the pitch of it all. Like, you know, and after the fact, we can just put a bunch of sounds over it and it works. Because out of context, exactly. you that understand. Was my fear. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I, I get it. The preface, it makes sense. <laughs> and this song, man, I've been listening a lot to it too. I listened to it too once. I listened to it. I listened to it once, but it's been like a week. So this is pretty much the first time I listened to it. I have been listening to it nonstop since. Yeah, now man. But have you listened to Keep Moving? Yeah, that do, one's good too. Do you listen to it a lot, or just like only a couple no, times? No, not as no. This I I would listen to this one more. Listen, trust me. Keep moving, gets better and better and better. <laughs> um, I watched I, I watched the the dance video uh, with my friend in DC for the first time. It's always it's always just like gets you up, man. Just gets you up and gets everything up. <laughs> yeah, man. Their videos are great. 
you know, I have the luxury of saying that, like, between their videos, I think their two newest ones are not my favorites, but there's a real luxury to say that because let's even face it, their worst video is better than pretty much whatever anybody else is making. <laughs> of course, man. Of course, and, and of course, I'm sure there's more, like, it's a little bit more nuanced. You can, you can, you can say that, like, there was a lot of focus on at least for the keep moving one was like in fashion it was like that that was probably where the resources went rather than you know production you know so. what i think really for those two simply put is i think they're trying a little too much and a lot of what makes their dance videos so good is their simplicity and their focus on the dance not too much on the style there was a very good balance between the two mm. that makes sense that makes sense a lot. But I was like, man, like I was as I was writing this and I'm like I like I had a feeling that this idea could go somewhere. Like of course we talked about this idea, but like just writing everything down and I was like, man, jungle like again. Otra vez, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Have you seen uh, have you watched them like like do a live performance or KEXP that kind of stuff? Yeah, I watched that one a while ago. Because, dude, um, I'm realizing if you one. listen to the jungle lyrics, these guys are on our wavelength, man. <laughs> they're smart. They're, <laughs> like, they're thoughtful. No, like, they're, exactly. Like, they wanted to focus on lyrics, and that's why they took so long. And, and they're, they're a kinda, group, like, man. They're, they're a group. A there's bit. seven people, and there is no lead singer. It's always three people singing at the same time to produce that sound. Sing every word yeah, to, and they, exactly together. And they... And they I feel like they could get different people because it's not a specific voice. It's yes. like, so continuously wherever they go and it's, it's a lot like this for a lot of bands, but wherever they go, they're going to need people from that place. And every time it's going to be different. And it's like a collaborative music. It's collaborative music. Every That's time you it, perform, man. you notice not a single, like featuring this person, uh, feature, nothing, nothing. It's like, it's straight. Every song is by Jungle. Nothing else. Exactly. Like as far like they're about that collective idea. That's the whole point. So I'm like, and then you listen to the lyrics. Really, they're thinking. And so man, really, really good stuff. Yeah, man. Like happy good stuff, man. I was listening to both their <laughs> albums through my flight yesterday. Like, they just get better and better. One of. Man, and I f like right now they're not that big. You you said it. They're not that big to to not be reachable. It's true, actually. We could probably do a video for them, and we. I honestly think I could make a killer video for them. Like, really, like top, top, top. Of course, like you understand them. Mm. Or at least there's a strong, strong connection. So at least I hope they have the humility to to listen to that. You know. You know, I, so who needs the humility, man? All I need to do is put up a song and I'll make a video for them and just say, listen, dude, I made the video. You tell, you use it if you want to use it. But you'll look at it and think like, shit, man, I want to use this. <laughs> I'll say like, I have, don't need credit. This is not about that. This is about making a video for you guys. It's just, it's just about having fun. Like, I want to have fun. I want to have the best fun I can have on a set. So please let me do that. If you like director credit directed by Jungle, you know, I consider it part of the collective. You're like contributing to the collective art, right? Not doing a, a favor or anything. It's just like I want to be the artist who is doing this side of the art. That's it. That's it. Man, that's the beauty of collaboration. 
like if you have people who don't really care about the credit like you'll you'll get a lot of people who will give so much you know and you, know, I, you don't man, get that beautiful. in a lot of in a lot of places where you dedicate a lot of work or hours to like if you want to maximize the hours of selfless work then be an artist I guess the collective has the problem that if you um, reach creative differences, which you inevitably will, how do you somehow reconcile them? But then again, being like feet on the ground, emotionally mature people, if that's the sort of the people you choose to be, the idea is that you resolve your creative differences in interesting ways that are considered middle grounds and not just middle grounds but it's like i say you know no, i don't extension. agree with what you said i don't you don't agree with me but can we come up with something that not only we both agree on but it's better than both of our idea our ideas can exactly. we do that like exactly. it's just like you, you have to sort of understand that's a road bump you're gonna see you're gonna see creative differences either you address it before you do it or you just you be a reactionist it, it is of the essence of creativity or a, a, a collaboration, let's say. That's exactly it, man. So you need Oof. it. You need it. <laughs> I'm listening to Happy Man right now. That's a song that gets you moving. Oh man, yeah, that, yeah, man, for sure. That's my go-to song. Ah, oh, so good. But have you, you listened to the lyrics of that song? Yeah, yeah. Buy yourself a dream. How's it looking? Oh man, so good. But everything, like. And their, their new album's coming out really soon. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just like, there's only so many times. In, uh, that, yeah, who, where? You're not a, are you a guy of, of are, you, are you a guy of concerts? I think um, it's been enough time that my relationship to music and life has changed sufficiently that concerts and festivals and groups of people are in some sense on the cards again within reason like concerts are also about an energy and a lot of concerts are a little dark and murky and full of beer and sticky but i don't know under the right circumstances with the right music maybe put some earplugs in you can enjoy the crap out of concert you know it's a show someone's yeah. putting on a show they're entertaining you they're creating an atmosphere I guess it's just it tends to be a little bit too far out of control. Not that I need the control, but when you're being tussled around in a group of a thousand people full of sweat and beer and blood, and you just think like, well, there are parts of this that I'm not enjoying as much as I thought I would enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> and sue me for saying that. No, it's a, it's a very valid point. So... <laughs> I you think know, a lot like of people, what they, what they like to do is to lose control, like to, to completely be succumb to everything but itself or themselves. So, yeah, any, it's an addicting thing, maybe. Yeah, beautifully put. You know? I mean, you described the other side very fairly that I could convert in that, that second. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, it's true, man. It's true. So it, it's really what to how you prefer. It's nothing against her or with and i suppose it's a like a kind of a masochistic loss of control in some sense if you want to be in the mosh pit yes, for example yes, you know yes 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 that's, that's like that would be an, an one extreme um, 
and uh, like to be engulfed by someone else's music and it's, it's especially when it's live especially when it's like tailored to you and it's there you have a, you have a physical connection with them it's 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 a different completely different feeling there's nothing else you can think about and you know that's one way of living the moment that's totally like for true. them like if they, if they if yeah like you saw the video for happy man like it's <laughs> that's another way of collaboration that they do live and then also that it's live like you're getting the energy that you're getting is real it's not curated it is it is it is raw and like that's that's a beautiful thing to be part of always humans humans totally man it's like it's also that um when you're all in the same place and the music is loud enough it's it's not only sending wavelengths into your body it's doing so aggressively through aggressive vibrations you know mm. boom that's boom, pretty sexy boom, you know boom and you feel it through your whole body you can do nothing but feel all that vibration and you realize that in that moment you and 20,000 others are on the exactly the same vibrations and it's unavoidable and if you're enjoying it if it most people are into it you imagine like that collective energy that you feel that kind of high you get from the group that's yeah that's that sounds really sexy to me, man. but it's just i can romanticize it all i want being in there it's a different story <laughs> but i think if like we could go to the concert for them i don't think we would regret regret it no no look especially not a band like this they're not selling out stadiums you're not getting mosh pits it's going to be a, a paradiso amsterdam type of venue thousand two thousand people maybe a little more and they're going to put on a great show and there's going to be a little bit of, like it'll be a cool venue with great lighting and it'll be one hour you know <laughs> two hours max of course it'll be worth seeing of course i would love to go to a concert like that yeah, i'm just saying that there's an extreme at the end of that spectrum that I was not drawn to, you know? Oh, yes, yes, I agree. I already agree with that. Because, um, sweet. Yeah, totally sweet. So, so, I guess we got there. I mean... Yeah, well, we're good on the idea, so uh, I we guess we can just talk now. Uh, <laughs> no, now we can talk about whatever. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> because we're not talking about whatever. No, um, like I feel like yeah, we've uh, refined it. We've 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 gone a little bit closer in terms of how we want to phrase this or in in you know visually. I like preparation wise. In some sense, writing, writing wise. I guess all we do, like maybe instead of, um, what if we just define the stages by a sort of rough category? So the idea is that our actions within those stages should follow the category. That's to say that stage one yes. is research. You know, you can understand whatever that means. You research, you know, and you're going to prepare your stuff. Stage two, it's the calling, you know, or, or you could say that that. I guess you could do research and then like secondhand research, firsthand research. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like maybe this is complicating things unnecessarily. I mean, listen, we can um, we can kind of film it 
Oh, this is complicating it. Um, uh, what am I saying? Yeah. Like, we want to give it some structure, right? There has to be, otherwise we're going to be dealing with so much footage. Like, in terms of how we phrase our questions, the type of story yes, that we're yes. trying to tell through everybody, yes. right? And then the exactly. little pieces so we think, pick up. Yeah. It, it, it probably will start with, like, looking at the list of, of friends and, yeah, kind of boxing them in, in terms of situations and match it with what we're trying to say. Let's say it turns out somebody loves um, Ferraris, you know? Let's just, maybe this is a bad example because of the, you know, the expense of it all, but let's just use it as an example. You ask one kid, hey, what does the other one really love? He's like, oh man, that guy loves these Ferraris. And then for a bunch of people, what you do is you arrange that for the, instead of sending them stuff, these are things that we can say that we will arrange in the reunion, just like things to make the reunion more interesting. And you can say, yeah, uh, Ferrari Aman will bring one that will let people drive around campus with. Maybe not around campus because the fucking blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, but maybe around the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> or it's, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, forget the car, it's a stupid idea. But the idea no, of but like... No, I get you, I get what you mean. Something to engage the, the people specifically saying, we're bringing this to the reunion. So it's just about hyping them up to come to the reunion. There's, there's also the argument of like not mentioning the reunion or like, come to the reunion, you know? Like... Oh, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no way. We sh okay, we can't do that at all. <laughs> the feeling, the... F the f the feeling of this needs to be like, oh, I miss this energy. Yeah, so you we know? are are we at some point we have to tell people like, uh, you're a uh, you're being recorded right now, <laughs> and they're and they're gonna. <laughs> it's just like before we commence this call, I would like to say that this is a recording, uh, not disclaimer, disclaimer, not disclaimer. disclaimer. I mean, maybe we could just immediately hey, go into like, hey, we're recording. <laughs> We're recording. Is that okay with you? Yes or no? Yes or no? <laughs> uh, I need a consent. Uh, yes. Okay. So, hi. How are we doing? Hey, <laughs> exactly. Hey! I mean, let's do that for at least a couple calls. It'd be really funny, especially kids that we know that we could put the pressure on who will be fine with it. Like, I did like, hey, we're recording you. Is that okay with you? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? Uh, yes. Okay. Hey, great to see you. Perfect. No, kind of like the, you have to do like, like, uh, I forgot your, your guys, Hans, Hans Hitler. Like kind of like, yes or no? 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 Say yes or say no? Say yes or say no? Oh no. Right on time. Yeah, I, th I think that makes sense. Yeah, talk about Wee. it. Oh, what is it? Man, it's kind of like a classic beat. What I, what I checked on Spotify yesterday is just like jungles, the playlist that they make. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's a song right after on the Jungle Special Tapes Archive called Mysteries of the World by MFSB. We could put it on, man. Let's try this together. Yeah, I got it. Mysteries of the World by MFSB. You ready? Yeah. All right. In three, two, one.
That was really cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that was great. So, listeners, if you're <laughs> just tuning in, <laughs> thanks for listen, sitting through uh, five minutes of pure silence. Hey, we're a radio now. We can yeah, music, exactly. You know? We're a radio now. <laughs> uh, it, I, I thought of an idea where we can, like, listen to or watch something. <laughs> it's, it's and we just, like, we turn off Discord and we keep recording. So, like, commentary, or, like, we're talking to each other. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> we like, probably, we have to talk over each other too much? <laughs> no, you have to have markers. So, like, you have to make it, hopefully, as natural Like, in the as first possible, minute so. you speak, like, like what, what kind of markers? No, 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 like, so, no, like, we record, like, three, two, one, and then we put a stopwatch, and, like, at second five, so I speaks. But you're saying we, <laughs> you're saying we get off Discord? We get off Discord. We have no communication with each other, but we have the microphone recording. So you put like, like you have to you have to think of a sentence or a word, with with the time given. So if you have like three seconds to talk to say something, you say, "Hello, my name is," and then the three seconds, whatever. And then at second four, you start talking. What? <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Oh, I need to listen. listen <laughs> um, okay, so essentially what it is is a conversation between two people that you need to somehow keep making sense the even though you have no sense of what the they're... The only thing... But you're watching the something. The only thing that unifies you is that you're watching something or listening to something. Okay, so maybe it's like instead of the precision of like this three-second mark, we could actually create a... We don't need to complicate things. Like all you could do is just create a sort of an on-off type of switch that both you and I can see at the same time, and somebody's just like pressing it interchangeably. So it just like says like, uh, "Frince Gabor, yeah. Frince Gabor," and you just speak, even though you don't hear what the other one is saying. You know, like that would probably exactly. be the system to do it. Do you feel like there's if I if I were to say your name, like multiple times in this podcast, and like do you think that? Uh, audition can like what is it called take your sound wave search throughout the whole thing and then just delete it you know it sounds like we have the technology for that <laughs> yeah right that we should have the <laughs> it technology it makes sense to me theoretically. <laughs> it makes sense to me um, but it also sounds like that's the type of thing uh, that would be of value to military intelligence true so if it does not exist, uh, maybe we should get on that. It does exist that. with the military. If we want to make a lot of money, if we want to make money, we can create technology that will improve military exploits, and we can make a lot of money. <laughs> well, it sounds like DC. <laughs> we can make a lot of money, and we'll make more money the more times we do military exploits. The more people that get hurt make more money. No, 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 you have to be, um, you have to kind of avoid the, the obvious wrongness of it. You have to sort of stick to them, the rationalization part of why people decide to do military stuff. Yeah, so, so that the point gets across, right? Except Americans to, don't need to, to be to convinced. Like, you don't have to hold their hand. Like, you don't have to hold their hand and tell them, oh, military. No, like, yeah, <laughs> I want to work for the military. Exactly. Man. Living so in D.C. Ideas. What a trip, dude. Yeah, that was the past, wasn't it? 
But you studied political science, didn't you? Or International relations, which is an interdisciplinary <laughs> spectrum of, <laughs> of topics. Man, what a subject. It's like, it's the subject yeah. for people who truly have no understanding of what they want to do in the world. But just kind of feel like they want to talk about it. Yes, that's a great, that's a great, oh man, that was on the, on the dot. I love, uh, I mean, well, I did it. Well, well, I'll explain. Isn't that was, uh, my dad said the, the, the expression, it? something, al-ibri? Oh uh, yeah, al-ibri, صح? ضربتها al-ibri, I think. ضربتها al-ibri. Basically, uh, I mean, I, I, I wanted to do it because I didn't, had no idea what I wanted to do, but but there was this idea of, you know, politics at the <laughs> school. Politics. <laughs> politics. I want to be a politician. <laughs> yeah, and the change that you can do with politics um, and diplomacy. You know, you know why but politics? I honestly think... Here's my political opinion. <laughs> politics well, is the <laughs> rational mind. You want to change the world, you got to get to the heart first. You got to be an artist, not a politician, and change the world through your art without all the rules of a system that you don't want to exist anymore. If you eventually change everyone's feeling, you will change the reality. Thank you, that was my political opinion at the 7 o'clock hour. Over to you, Gabor. Well, have you heard of the, uh, the book, The Art of Politics by McKinnon McKenney? I have uh, not. Written in 1995. Under the superlative of the Harvard University. <laughs> uh, no, if you uh, did it, you should read it and know that I'm right because Harvard is the is the pinnacle of knowledge. So you you read you it's undisput indisputable. You, you read this book undisputable. What? So you read this book. Um, there is a saying by Mahatma Gandhi, says. The art of politics is an important one. But Frederick D.W., not Gandhi. <laughs> you know, like I, all their sources of knowledge are just from war generals. <laughs> each one quotes the previous general. When was, who was the first? <laughs> but it's just all generals, you know? Like, that's, that's the, the knowledge. Isn't it kind of crazy that we live in a world now that you have to sort of you no longer really know where to look for good mentorship. In a, in a lot of respects, you kind of just have to figure it out because the, the, the language that you're working in is so different to the language that many mentors would be able to work in that you're essentially leaving yourself totally like, well, I guess I just have to figure it out each day, like how to do this whole life thing. Like you hope that your parents and your schooling was enough to sort of set you up to say, all right, well, let's give this a good shot, you know, with, with a good set of values that's, that prioritize good things. Especially, like, if you think with smaller populations or smaller uh, cities, things were known and things can be referred to physically and without much, like, talking, you know? I don't know if that, like, there were characteristics that many people, like, they valued and they, the world they kept was it close. I like, mean, you could, the world wasn't that complicated, your world, you know, especially if you, we didn't have a global media your world, for most people, looked exactly the same to everybody else's. Exactly. 
Like, can you imagine like what it's what it's done towards sort of deviating people's sense of reality? The fact that everybody's being fed their own one. That each person, you know, kind of says, "Mine, my reality, is the correct one." This is why I keep telling people, like, look, it's a, it's this whole spiel I do, and I have to learn to say this in a funny way, because. As someone quoted Oscar Wilde, I don't know if it was Oscar Wilde, but the quote goes, if you want to tell people the truth, make them laugh. Otherwise, they'll kill you. Exactly, they won't listen. And I, um, I believe from my heart that uh, people should not watch the media at all. And then people say to me, but then I'm not gonna, then I'm not gonna know what, what's going on. And it's good to know what's going on. And I could go and tell her, why? Like, why do you actually have to know what's going on? Or I say to her, um, this happened to be a woman, but it's not always a woman, of course. Media is a private industry run by private for-profit corporations. That's their job. Their job is to make profit and they are competing. So they have to improve the way that they produce profit relative to each other. And that also means that it will affect the way the work gets done. If you look at media now versus media 50 years ago, you can definitely see that you could draw a line between then and here and understand how that line travels and how it continues to travel. And so as long as there are for-profit organizations, they simply do not have our, interest in, our best interest at heart. They have no reason to act in an ethical manner in terms of tell people the facts. And they simply have no reason to. And so by switching off all media is to say that the reality we have is the one that's exactly in front of you so that you and me can begin to live in the same world where we see the same things and we understand the same things. And you do that across the whole world. What you have is you can massively, massively decentralize the stories if people are looking elsewhere. Now, an easier way to do it is to somehow as your call to arms to the world, have it be, we need to tell people or inspire people to tell their own stories in a way that's not cliche or kitsch, but ask the right deep questions. You could do it in a four minute video, you and me, we make a video that essentially says, tell your story about this. And it's like, and it's, it's an exciting type of thought that gets a really cool conversation to happen between people, but we phrase it and position it and produce it so well in, terms of, in such an inspiring way that it speaks to people. And what you do then is when you have a million stories, it's much, much harder to sort of look at reality in a... Well, I'll tell you that the central story, story loses its grip when you have a thousand stories floating around the air and the representation of reality begins to converge because you have real people demonstrating their realities which happen to look much more similar to each other than we would have anticipated so th there's this uh, so what i understood was that the word globalization or to be a world citizen is kind of a disrespectful one to one's own land and and to one's own knowing and to one's own knowledge like to say that we do we owe like the, the question do we owe anything to the man who's very very far from us you know and it's it's a it's a 
question that you need to ask, even even if we do think that morally we are abided to, you know, the health and the wellness of another man 7,000 kilometers away from me, you know, it's it's a worthy opinion. I think I can build upon that. Um, I Global agree. citizenship. I agree that it's a very problematic um, concept because we don't, as, just as you said, we don't owe anything and to say uh, i had the whole thought really what you want the rule to say is respect people who are different to you are because you may not understand them right and global citizenship essentially says tries to say understand them but that's also kind of a disrespect because as he'll happily tell you that anthropology is really just the lens of what we see right and so global citizenship is just like, I understand what it means to be Portuguese by spending three months there and now I'm a global citizen. You know, really what it means to say is accept and acknowledge the fact that we are all different, but we are all one and respect each other and love each other for that. That's really what you want the principle to say. And I just don't imagine global citizenship is the best way to phrase that idea. I think the, the key word I think that I see in global citizenship is duty. You have a responsibility towards the rest of the world okay okay we have responsibility to our, our earth but if like we didn't have to connect with a guy from the end of the world we wouldn't have even like thought of that you know what i mean so like it's it this <laughs> i feel like this argument is completely just like anti-technology or anti-industrialization uh, like that's pretty much it and the the idea of understanding one another that's and and just you know being friends and uh, as you explained like that still exists but the word do i have to do anything about someone else's problems or what i think are their problems or what i think are my problems you know so what do we change it to like i i, I figure something that essentially says citizen of the earth or citizen of the earth beneath your feet like that's the concept right in principle yes So, because global citizen, like, to be honest, we could dismantle those five right now. And there are some ideas that could easily be addressed when you think relative to the world now. And I believe we could make a fairly good case. But global citizenship for the second. I would prefer it to not sound very hippy-dippy, right? Because in some sense, you have to understand through, we'll call them hippie morals. Yes, we've established. Through hippie morals, you have to be able to present the ideas in the context of how you reach them, not in the fact that now you are the enlightened side going to the unenlightened trying to preach to them. You have to show them how you got there. And so you can't immediately start with like friend of the earth. Like it has to somehow suggest that without suggesting it. Mm. But citizen is probably the... What about global humanism? Or how about it's just... These are all keywords, right? But citizenship keep it simple yes be a no, citizen the, the words the oh okay like everybody understands I was against, what I was it against means citizen the civil idea of behavior citizenship. you know quick sidebar um i'm reading a really interesting book called the bonobo and the atheist by Franz deval where it's just like going into the roots of humanism and looking at how human human culture actually might have evolved and how anyway they talk, talks about an interesting experiment where um, 
you have, they just give people some text to read and videos to watch. They don't tell them anything about it. And then individually they tell each of them, hey, there's $10 in this pot. You can take as much as uh, you want. Uh, and then the rest will be left for the next people. The, the average people who just read random texts uh, left an average of like $1.80 on the table. And then the people who are fed a text that sort of incrementally and fairly regularly put words like God and Jesus and prayer and holy just within the, the text, sort of subliminally, they left an average of $4.40. And so much more, right? And so the, the whole argument initially was, okay, well, religion is, um, it clearly motivates people when you feel like there's a man in the sky who's watching you. But then where they found the hope is that they did, they, in the same experiment, they had another group who read where words that were like civil and justice and law. And these were words that were sprinkled in between. And that what they found is that they left pretty much the exact same amount of money. And so as the people who were religious. And so really what the argument is, that although pretty much every civilization in our world has had religion, and you would see religion to be an inescapable uh, doctrine of our world, it's, it could suggest that our sort of our appeal to civil status and justice and law could become equally and maybe is equally strong and has a chance to be able to continue to exist as religion fades and and fill the hole that it needs to fill now it gets to the problem where people still need the superstitious and that's like a whole other point and the whole book goes into this it's really like i can't paraphrase the book just like this but it's super interesting and it's got me thinking of a a photo project yeah anyway oh um it's if you're just like values shared values i think let's um it's, it seems yeah let's do the the for the five guiding principles you know the integrated life i already i thought about this one a while ago just change it to balance and then balance yeah. has a big open i mean in fact i kind of would want I'm, i don't love now after this whole tirade i don't love the word citizenship necessarily because i just think that's that what, that's that my point was that it's it it's still says that you have like a, a duty responsibility but not to earth but it's like to a state at least the historical you know understanding yeah, of yeah, yeah. Um, so f for me it's like it we're, we're it's we are not citizens it's not we're not citizens like that's just something we made up it's like you know we're it, it goes back to earth but like human something with human you know how I, uh, I described not too long ago when we were talking about what if you have creative differences and then reaching a conclusion that not is, is not a compromise but is actually a, a, a superior place for both of you. The, the fact is that's a possible way for a lot of human interaction. But the fact is it, it takes two people who have to be willing to do so. But we live in a world where people are encouraging compromise to let go of the things you want. Maybe I'm talking about this things that are less flexible in the world of the creative world. So I could be talking out of my ass, but I do get the sense that you can think win-win relationships would be better than saying tolerate each other. Yes. Yes. You don't. You're not forcing anything. That's how we built our business by win-win. Really, the idea of just. I mean, win-win in the sense of like, I want to have a good time doing this. I want to get something out of this experience. Otherwise, what am I, what are you going to get from me? 
And so I understand that in doing so, in making it fun and having a good time, it actually produces a superior product. It has to. There you go. I could definitely factor in things like Disneyland on their dime. <laughs> I gotta be happy. Disneyland makes me happy. <laughs> Man, I had a I had a corporate training f based on Disney's methodology of customer service. <laughs> Fascinating. <in college. laughs> oh man. Oh man. So funny. Uh, what did uh What were the the key takeaways from uh from from that experience? <laughs> well, based on the meeting briefing written by one of my colleagues, uh, um, after a couple hours from that meeting. Um, the key takeaways were to always smile and to say hi to children and the customer wants to have fun. Wow. Uh, wow. I'm sure that was worth the $13,000. That was, yeah, it was definitely remarkable. The instructor said exactly what it was, what was written on the book. Um, spectacular performance by them. And uh, they really, they really believed in what was written for them, you know, trying to present that. So I really liked it. You gotta, you gotta hand it to Disney for, uh, for being able to tell a good story in an authentic way. Thank you, Disney. Thank you, Disney. From, <laughs> from your, your pretty little friends. From the You're Alive Now podcast, which it seems that from nobody knows how to search for because those square brackets ruin everything. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> a podcast where we cheated the system. Cheated the system. <laughs> I, I can tell you that throughout this whole experience, I've, I've sort of incrementally had people in mind where I thought, you know, there's actually a good bit here that I could send you. But I, I kind of feel like if I'm going to send anybody something, I want to send them the whole thing so that they can see just the, the process that leads to it. I feel like, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, um, there's this. There's this a two-minute. There's a two-minute window. It's, it's, it's about me talking about things I said. You know, I think you would like it. But the fact Share is, it with everybody. There are moments where you think, you know what, dude? It would be pretty good for uh, certain people that you would be working for to hear the pitch in the context here. It's like, yeah, ex exactly. Boom. Okay. No, I was definitely thinking that. There was the pitch delivered with like off the cuff and good enough you know it's you don't have to like rehearse it just as you said like lines that are ready that they really believed in <laughs> exactly man it's like i really wish and uh, that i could you know share this to, to to have that energy and to to see where the where i'm come from i'm not it's not polished you know but i mean of course we could there. we could send people excerpts and they tell what's the name of the podcast? Like, sorry, <laughs> we don't, uh, we don't, uh, we don't divulge that. Because <laughs> in the end, it's just what we're sending is a conversation between the two, you and me. It's like you don't even have to say it was on a podcast. It's just like, yeah, right. We we talk to each other, but good quality because we like to listen back to it. <laughs> you, you never call it a podcast. <laughs> no, no, it's not a podcast. Right. It's it's a phone call. Like it's, it's just a recorded not phone a podcast. call. This is not a podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is not Welcome a podcast. This is not a podcast. It's true. Uh, I mean, I've heard podcasts. This is not a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, like the, like the, you can share excerpts like of conversations that happen after the fact, or you know anything like 
just us talking about this thing would be beneficial to to uh, to the people I'm working with. I agree. I, t- I totally agree. And so that's the whole point of this uh, not a podcast. <laughs> just see, like, let's produce some creative ideas and see if we can use them. That's right, friends. I got to tell you, this project that we just did, it's like the idea when it came, it was, it was very clear immediately, you know? It just, it was very clear. You could just see it. Um, you know, I, let, me, let me grab the notebook. I think it's more interesting to read it. All right, so the fact is we were running with this idea. Of, it kind of came up with us hanging out with the kids. We got there on Thursday, so Thursday, Friday, just talking to the kids. We did a nine-day project instead of 14 and started talking to um, a bunch of them, and we settled sort of by Friday afternoon to do like classic American high school, but where everything's sort of upside down, like where the bully walks up and then turns out to be a bro, you know, but in a good way, not like a bro, you know, like, hey, what's up, man? And turn everything on its head, you know, every single image that you could imagine in a high school. Like, we, I really developed the idea, but now it's all blank because we went elsewhere. But, you know, starts with the alarm clock running down to school, and instead of mean girls, it's the nice girls. Instead of, like, being bored in class, waiting for the clock, you're waiting for the clock, but it turns out that it's like a meditation exercise, blah, 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 blah. It was just like, but the whole time it was the same joke. It's just like, what you think is the other way. Not even fair, because there... I actually did come up with a variety of <laughs> so many different types of scenes that could work. But like, it just, it reached the point by, we were going to show it to the Monday morning at 8.15. And by Sunday night, like 11 p.m., I'm doing some thinking and I, I just get back to writing. I thought, let me just try something again. So I sat on this, we're on the sixth story in this German city. And they don't have a balcony, but they have this big window. And it's at the, at the top, top floor. So all the roofs are slanted in German style. And so the windows open like a butterfly. They just open vertically, you know. And um, so you, I would just sit there in the window ledge overlooking the whole city. And it's a warm, warm night. And then blindfold myself and sit there and just listen to these, like, frequencies. And just sat there for one hour, totally, it's totally static. And then I let the idea sort of run through. And then when I got to starting writing... I came to this idea of saying, oh, you know, we could do like a, like a military briefing, you know, like, because there's a lot of military American base people who send their kids here and start like case report, present five family would choose this school challenges. Local schools are free. They're very good. International school is not the norm. Thoughts, silence, two lab students walk in and present their findings. And as soon as I wrote that, clicked. And then I realized that what I want to use the video for is have a bunch of scientists. Okay, what clicked before is that I wanted to talk about the feeling, the feeling of the school. Like that was the whole point of explaining this military briefing, explaining that we have a problem and the solution is the feeling. And so then I thought, okay, scientists come and introduce the feeling. And then I wrote, but Germans want facts, except I wrote facts as someone aggressively ripping a blanket of tearing a blanket off of a hidden item (laughs) that says facts you know like in a i reveal this to you type of way yeah and but germans want facts so we will use another box gets revealed (laughs) logic (laughs) and (laughs) science and and then a tiny four-year-old kid goes in (laughs) gummy bears (laughs) 
to tell the story. And so the rest thing is just a bunch of scientists explaining how being in an environment where everybody is different to each other and there's no majority culture, no assimilation, that you end up seeing, looking at each other through the lens of similarity. Essentially to say, if you're in a line where five people, we actually did an actual lineup like this to demonstrate to people. If you're in a line where five people look exactly the same, any person that you plug in as sixth will stand out, break the pattern. But if you have five people that are all in totally, totally different way where there's clearly no pattern, you could plug anybody into the sixth and they would fit to the pattern. Simply saying that when we are in a, an environment where everything looks the same, you notice difference. But when you're in an environment where everything looks different, you notice sameness. And I, I reached that sort of point in that meditative state. And I thought, well, that's, a, like, that's, that's really the point, I think, that that's the feeling. That's the, specifically the feeling that, that happens at these schools, where people are looking at you to think, where is our common ground? How do we connect to each other? And that's a very natural and intuitive process. That's really cool. It's, it seems like what you just did was listen to yourself. It's also yeah. you realize how much nonsense people say. <laughs> you know, it's like their slogan is something like learning at the heart of our school. Learning something like that. But certainly not much more inspired and you know i don't blame them people who studied marketing studied and they said say and the studies say say things like this and then you will be marketing yeah <laughs> that's not no think about human beings and then they say okay we study psychology which says <laughs> think things like this then you will be psychologists <laughs> so like a slice of life i'm looking outside the window um and these trees you know i'm Amman. you know usually in west Amman, uh, a lot of people when they came a lot of people came were palestinian and they um uh, basically when they moved they had to live in the outskirts of the city but when they built their house they also had to build a garden because a lot of palestinians are land people you know they're farmers so at least in my neighborhood almost every house older house because it's becoming gentrified in one sense not the racial sense but the socioeconomic sense but uh it each 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 villa or each house has a big garden so like if i'm looking across the street i'm gonna f see a garden if someone else is looking across the street they're gonna see a garden and i'm looking outside and i see something in the trees and i'm like is that a squirrel and i'm like no that's not a squirrel because you're not <laughs> in the u.s turns out to be a white cat which is also a peculiar thing to see i don't know why a cat in a tree that's a very that's american that's not your deal <laughs> you don't see cats in trees here yeah nobody sits on bananas streets. either <laughs> exactly <laughs> slice of life it's all made up <laughs> they made it up i've never seen a cat in a tree <laughs> it's a, it's a, it was a conspiracy made by the fbi and and Area 57. To distract us from the truth. <laughs> the truth. This is the truth hour with Gabor. Gabor, do you have some truth for us? 
Oh, yes, I do. Don't ever listen to other people. Only listen to me. Things that I say are right. Because the other people are scary. They are scary. They are not as dark as me. Should we call that rule That's number one? scary. That's rule number one. Could you so not? Yes. Could you summarize? What's rule number one? Other people are scary because they are lighter skinned. So you said do not do not tr listen to anybody but you. Was that the rule? Oh, you're going to, yes, back to the beginning. Do not listen to other people. All right, do not other than me. Listen to to other people. Um Then uh I would say what is the what what's rule number 2? Only listen to me. Um, and, uh, okay, and, no, and, don't, and don't say don't say anything bad about me. I, I want that one for sure. Yes. Do not say anything bad about me. Um, I want okay. Well, I want people to listen to me when I talk. So I would appreciate for them to um, to take off like so that they're free at the time when I talk so that they can listen to me and not have other things to do. <laughs> yes, okay. I, I think that would be good, right? For this not podcast, we want to make sure people are listening to us. Otherwise, what's the point? Of course. Um, I think it would be good just because we have an audience. We should probably encourage them or rather discourage them from killing people. What do you that think? That would be good. You think about that because one? Because you agree with, with that one? I mean, I, I, there was a pause there because of a hesitation of some sort. Of if there are too many people, it's it just too many goddamn people. You know what I mean? Uh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. How about, um, so just try not to kill people unless, unless you need to. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. That's um, a better one. How about um, how about one that says uh, don't look at the Instagram pictures of your neighbor's wife while you're in the bathroom. <sighs> like, what do you think about that one? <laughs> Listen, if you're passionate about something, you go for it. <laughs> what a man does in his free time should have been of no man's business. <laughs> Oh, gee, thank you, Doug, for the conservative <laughs> opinion. 25 years from now, Gabor says bad stuff about other people. He should be... He should, he's, he's a bad boy. 25 years ago. That means he's a bad boy now. I, uh, I imagine... Don't talk to him. I imagine if we were to have children... We would appreciate for the children to also follow these rules, even if they were not listening to us, right? Because they're going to be too young to listen to what we're talking about at first, right? Because they're kids. So how do we... Yes. So we, what's, a rule, what's a rule so that they would listen to us? Well, you've got to change the situation where they, all, they, they can only listen to us. That's, that's one option. Second option would be to, to frighten them. Oh yeah, frighten them. That's a good one. Because frightening them 
that a red line, you know, that they can't cross because they don't know. So, in other happen. words, respect mommy and daddy, or else. Exacto mundo. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, that's a good one. I think um, these are some good rules. I think we're we're really onto something here. <laughs> Listen, this is the truth. So. No, we are you know telling the mean? truth, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make people laugh. <laughs> Maybe we put some funny music. Maybe it'll be funnier, in that sense. What? Ah, when was the last time you watched a out of this world movie? But what I mean by out of this world is not greatest, but the idea of it's it's a uh, creative. You got any examples for me? Uh, something just you would not usually watch. You know, my days are so different that I could hardly tell you what I did three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I could think. It's not about a good it. thing. No, I no, I could tell you, but no, no, it's, I mean. It's you don't have that, to, but... It's more that I don't know which day of the week it is at any given moment. And so, I don't know which day of the month it is, I don't know which day of the week it is. So I don't, like, I don't segment my reality into those types of frame, time frames. So when people say, like, what were you doing on the 22nd of June? It's like, when it was the 22nd of June, I did not know it was the 22nd of June. <laughs> is it better if you say two weeks ago? I mean, like, what if you said, hey, what, did you go to a festival? But to be honest, you asked me about the movie. And there's a lot of movies and that we watched, but it's not like I read a list of them. But I would have recommended some like interesting films to people. But I watched the songs film that you mentioned, the songs my brother taught me. I thought that was a cool film. I was really engaged in the whole story of what was happening. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a film I didn't I could not finish. Well, I did not finish. Not not could not. That's a, that's wrong. That's completely wrong. But that I did not finish, and uh, it's the, it's called the Legend of the Suram Fortress. Okay. It's a Georgian film in 1985, and it's especially if you've induced something. Mm. In induction. It's yes, induction. That you definitely will enjoy this. You know, for what it is. You will enjoy it thoroughly. Until a point. Sorry? Like, up to a point, right? Because you couldn't finish it. I, yes. I, but I think it's inaccurate to say that I could not finish it. But do you... Yeah, it, yes. Do you believe that the, the people that uh, were observing the spectacle with you were not understanding it the way no, you no. were? I was watching it alone. Okay. But I hesitate to say that I could not finish it because th th it's like you can only you can ha you can have so much of the style, you know, that you you've understood it. I'm not saying that it's repetitive. I'm saying it's strong. This is all hypothetical. All you need to do is to watch it. It's uh, directed by Sergei Parayanov. Is he Major? No, he's Georgian. Uh, yes. Uh, he, he might not be Georgian, but it's actually, it's, uh, 
it's by the Soviet Union and uh, it's about Georgian a Georgian tale so I'll read it I'll read it uh, the synopsis based on a Caucasus mountains legend that tells of the repeated efforts of the Georgian people to construct a fortress against invaders the fortress continues to, co to collapse until a fortune teller recalls a prophecy a handsome young man must be walled inside alive in order for the building to stand Wow 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 I mean I'm into it I'm uh, I could, yeah I could watch something that would send me to a different world I, I have a and really limited relationship with ind independent cinema and it would be useful to be exposed to good stuff of it rather than just like I think it's Google. I think it's valuable uh, to mention like yes this like I think that the difference stylistic preference that we have in terms of duration of shots do you understand what I mean? Yeah, like, you're entering a different world. It doesn't have to be that you like it or not. Just appreciate it for no, what it is. What, what, it, what? It, yes, but I, but specifically, like, it seems that I'm fine with long shots. <laughs> what are you I saying? I feel like you struggle with, <laughs> what are you with saying? long shots. <laughs> you struggle with long shots. You say it to my face. <laughs> no, I, uh, I understand, but that's something that I'm getting to. <laughs> Like, in, <laughs> but to be honest, if I uh, have induced, <laughs> I can watch very long shots. It's not that I, listen, <laughs> it's not that I struggle with long shots. I struggle with empty rhythm. That's really the trouble that I have. Mm. Like, because I can handle long shots. And I think it's that I, uh, you know what I, perhaps this is a way I could describe myself fairly accurately. I find myself to be a rhythmic person. That's why I like, when I like to talk, it's just I talk a lot because it's sort of getting into the conversational rhythm, you know, and you say it. And then listening is also rhythmic. So the back and forth yes. conversation of like empty conversation that people do to me is like rhythmically uh, empty. And so it's like because it just feels like such a typical way of speaking to each other. You don't find any kind of rhythm. And so if you look at the videos I make, it's all rhythm. Like rhythm is how everything sort of tells it. And so Close. when people talk about ADHD, it's perhaps at least where I can say that I've either harnessed it or maybe I'm different. It's just that it's, I can think in these rhythmic ways, which to go back to what you're saying, like that Mexican film you sent, I was certainly felt like it just, it lacked any suggestion of, of, of um, story in the beginning. It lacked any real like tension and any sense that a story was being told beyond us being there. And I think in the right state of mind, I could really, really enjoy that. But no, I mm. have nothing really other to say. I, I'm open to watching it again. I really am. I, I'm starting to struggle to... I mean, what I, what I am watching are, 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 you know, chosen, curated. So, But I, I struggle to... I'm struggling more and more to find criticisms of other people's projects, especially if they worked a lot on them. You know, yeah. even even whatever we call the worst movie that we've ever seen, there is some value to it, even if I don't like it. And uh, this is this is kind of a point, an extension to what you're saying, not uh, to oppose it, but um, yes, rhythm is 100% important to to you. And that gets you that get, that gets you on a vi like a vibe, and 
a frequency that you can either define and you can ha have others join it, you know, and that's because that's a cool feeling or that you just prefer to be on, you know, and not, and not be on others. It's really cool. Yeah, man, in the end, the reason you might not understand or like a film is that it's simply not on your specific rhythm or at least not on your rhythmic range of appreciation, right? Because we could say that who's rhythmic, who isn't? It's more a question of like the, the spectrum of being rhythmic is a spectrum and some are more, some are less, some express it in different ways. Just as you said, like, there's just no reason to dislike anything, really. It's just like, could, did you want to finish it? Maybe. Um, does it speak about a measure of its quality? I say once, my, the, where, I, where I draw the line is where you can see decisions clearly made in the interest of earning money. That's when I think that's yeah, yeah. where things begin to lose obvious measures of quality. Yeah. Because it's not true to the art. Like I described this thought the other day to some of the Germans that by being in that house, I was really enjoying that this house was very carefully put together by the guy who lived there. And, you know, a shelf very carefully placed in the right place next to the window is understood that this will be good. There was a German functionality about it with a nice sense of aesthetic, which, which sort of gave up at the choice of the art on the walls. Because there's a beautiful, like, ceiling area where they put a big piece of art, except just it's a, like a stock photo type of thing of a rope. Mm. <laughs> it's not practical. <laughs> so this art is mm. a different type of sinking. But... That's not the point. The part that I was enjoying is that it felt real and that somebody lives there. That's what I enjoyed in the early days of Airbnb. You're staying in somebody's real house. And you tend to find that more when you choose shared rooms rather than entire place. Right? Because who has a spare home? Much fewer people. And, and who lives in a spare home? <laughs> Much fewer people than people who have a spare room. And so if you want to experience a human experience, it's a little bit like what we had in Virginia. That was, in some sense spare home slash spare room you know it's just because it was really living with them but there are so many airbnbs and hotels that are just fake you know just made with the idea this will make money this is a space where we place cheap furniture so it will produce profit and being in that fakeness that commercial like the the, the way that commercial ideas sort of rob the soul out of them that's why you know the experiences that we had you know mean something you know uh, where we lived in in uh in the u.s for example like what you are witnessing or what you're being part of is someone else's living and thoughts and experiences that is quite humbling and quite you know it, there's that connection you know that that's real not money like if, if money connects us then that's just sad and yeah now I would love to be in a house with people again with other real people because I think we limit our search to private places and maybe especially because we keep our gear at school typically what's the problem I mean I, I don't imagine we can have the same quality of experience that we did in Virginia but it's still but why would I even say that you know like there's no reason to say yeah, that yeah exactly it's different there's something intrinsic about us, about welcoming someone into someone's home that is removed because of the sake of privatization. I mean, everything uh, that is Nobody removed. owns this. Everything it's the is company taken out. that owns this. The decisions that produce this were, this will make money, as opposed to 
I would love to put that chair in that corner so that I can read when that 11 a.m. sun comes through on a Sunday morning. The chair yeah. means something very different to that is an empty corner. We must insert furniture into that empty it looks corner. Empty. <laughs> and then you have the house like in Ohio, which said that is an empty corner, empty side of a wall. I shall place a chair there with no context. A mini couch. <laughs> I, will show, I will place a couch in the corner that no human being is small enough to sit in. <laughs> For only mice. Only mice and perhaps cats. <laughs> it will be placed antisocially in a corner, alone <laughs> and with no reason. I will make sure that none of the furniture connects in any reasonable way. <laughs> it is what I find on Craigslist that will be here. With a combination of my sister's ex-husband's sister's cousin's house. <laughs> With their cutlery. Who had some spare furniture from the French couple who lived in their apartment during an exchange year. <laughs> Wait, this is, this is kind of against the point that we're trying to make. <laughs> yes, actually... I had random shit left over, and I said, well, look, all I need are tables, chairs, and a place to sit. <laughs> because I'm not living here, I'm putting other people to live here for money. Exactly, and who cares if it's just a table? They're going to complain about this a table? It's a table. <laughs> they should be thankful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not my sister or anything, you know, or my, my dad, or my friend. You know, I got some guys here, the neighbors, who I've really enjoyed. I noticed once you hang around with people with sense of humor, all you got to do is to, like, how you doing, Earl? What you doing? Say the same thing. What you doing, buddy? How you doing? And he'll respond, hey, sir, I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> and then suddenly you're having a conversation. <laughs> And so the way I stop them whenever they keep trying to take over his DJ, I go, "Sir, sir, I'm gonna have to ask you to, I'm gonna have to ask you to step away, vacate from the from the computer." And then they and then they respond, "Sir, sir, I'm gonna have to ask you to stop asking me to." <laughs> and it's just like the chest, the chest puff out, and we're sort of like just riffing, and it's fun, man. Like you realize life is so much better when you can when you have people who can see the joke you're making and just jump on it. Let's just, uh, do we, I don't think we, we should go, uh, you know, down south. Let's just, let me meet your friends, man. Yeah, there's a lot of people. And do something with them. Man, th what I'm telling you, though, is that I'm fine. Like, there are a lot of cool people. There's so many. And in some sense, it's also the journey of meeting them. Like, when you're, um, yeah, you could have, you sort of have to decide. But... In general, most of the people here have uh, fixed jobs. And so I'm thinking, like, if we did the Santiago instead, the people around are all, like, way wayfaring strangers, travelers, who are all walking for something, you know? And I think that the people that we might meet might be really interesting, you know, the stories that we'd find. No, of course, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a writer's haven, I think. Exactly. Uh, it's, it, it's really, that's really it. Like you can find it, you can find it at restaurants, for example. 
in the U.S. specifically. I don't know about anywhere else, but um, that's also writer's haven. But you're kind of working. You don't have much time to talk to each other and connect. You can connect on a certain level where you can understand their how random their story is. But then, or like how beautiful, but but to be walking, that's your job is to walk, <laughs> you know, and to think and to connect. That is so much more valuable. I like it, man. I'm into it. I think it'll be better than just staying still and saying, hey, let's just go do two weeks of the Santiago. It's just totally unlike anything you and I have ever done before. Maybe we'll camp some days, you know, it, the people you'll meet, the stories you'll find, the photos you'll take. There wouldn't be a doubt about it, you know. But let's, let's just plan it. Then. Agreed. Because there's so many routes. You could enter through France. Okay. You could enter through I Portugal. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. What part? I was thinking more about what the other thoughts that we had of, of, of down south. Was, no, this is 100%. Man, would it be too much? To, like, okay. I'm more, I'm, first idea said, let's bring a microphone so that we can just podcast or at least record thoughts together. In the realist, most immediate, like, present moment. You know, hearing the thought atop the mountain, you'll hear it in the voice. In a way that writing doesn't capture as well. I think I think that uh, audio is probably the best thing you can do in terms of balancing between being in the moment and not being in the moment. Like, being in the moment, but in different ways. Yeah, you yeah you, you'll never have, like, wait, wait, just, just, wait, wait one second. Like, just stand, exactly. just, just stand like, right there. Uh, uh, can you can you watch my back as I like you know walk behind and zoom out or pan out whatever and like all it would take you is know. two of those little zoom h1s or maybe you like pass it along to each other but passing along could get gimmicky you know at some point when you're it actually would be funnier if like each of them has a microphone then one goes running to the other side and then like you say in the mic oh there he goes again you know and so you 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 have the no, two. the two people at all moments like, and it's a totally different way of doing it you know and it'd be it's, it'd be it's sweet two, it's two different things you know it's two different projects you know and that that are in the same time but you know you know what I mean like creatively you can create two great things at the same time man I think it and could be so a trip of a beautiful. lifetime we should do this we really should and you know what I found and I want to do hopefully this year is is like the value of of animation specifically like whatever that means like if it's cartoons or whatever but like of, of filming something that is not real and because you're able to convey a message visually m more visually appealing or more visually concentrated than you know taking footage of something you're certainly much more unbridled in terms of what you're able to represent. Yeah, and it's more abstract, you know. Well, you just have an infinite set of possibilities versus the fact that in, if you're going to film it, it has to be able to happen. You know, it has to be real in some sense, you know? Or, or you have so to, like, from basically straightforward visual effects, be able to achieve it. Okay. Like, you know, I mean, exactly as you said, it's like to sort of build on that. The reason one white might do like a certain type of video transition is because like, well, I can do seven transitions. <laughs> Those are the, the ways I can depart our reality. <laughs> but, or you can think through video where you, you create the reality, like you can create a reality without having to physically change anything. 
but just through the way people interact with each other, you know? You pull one thing out of like the social norm and you have people act it out. And it's a totally different type of engaging experience that can also be very in the moment and very real. Yeah, yeah. I forgot which film I watched, but I connected so much with the animation that it's like, how can you even, how can you even film this? You, you have to, it has to be this way. Just so beautiful. And it takes so much time, the really good ones. It's one of those things that... Unless you can figure out how to do it really fast, but not make it look kind of trash. Like South Park, even though then again, South Park... Tell us they're, they're very effective. But I think like you, I would... Um, I would feel like I want to put more time into the creative process. To, to be able to endow each piece with the attention that it needs. Each piece, you mean each story? Each piece of the process. Don't skip anything. But somehow, if you think that in the world where things cost money to make and you're in the business of making entertainment, you can entertain in a variety of ways that don't have to cost a lot of money. In fact, it could be essentially free. And so for me, my idea is I, keep do, I do keep going to animation, but my secondary idea is more like going on a type of non-stop kind of travel journey where you're not just travel blogging. What you're doing is using the people you meet as actors in your narrative stories that add up to like total stories <laughs> with just random people reading lines that you give them to read from the people that you meet across the world. I have never seen anybody do anything like that. So it's that's like a, that's a a great you know possibility that you can do. You can do it now, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all we do is look. We have the cameras, we have the microphones. So really, what it is is that you could call this whole thing a creative project. But, 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 big but. <laughs> Just as you said, there's a balance that must be stricken between the spirituality of the experience and the creativity of it. Yes, and maybe, maybe, Rob, that is the journey that you must go through. Then in some sense you could say that really uh, we might be better off not having any form of producing anything at all, you know? Like, no, because there, there, is, the, there is the need, there is the urge, one thing, uh, of capturing a story or capturing something or whatever, creating something, but there's also the need for that because it's our story or it's our way of seeing it so it's, it's necessary however it's the balance but it's figuring out the balance it's trying to it's the spiritual journey of finding your creativity or the creative journey of finding your spirituality i think um, does that make sense i think no matter what i can see the value in both sides you know there's an obvious unmistakable value from both sides of the equation and you could argue that you could do it twice or you could split it up or you could argue that you'd bring the option with you and if you feel in the moment that it's something that you want to do, then you do it. Yes. Without having to discriminate between ahead of time. It's not a big commitment, but you don't go around looking, oh, well, let's, let's do it now. Like, you'll feel moments when you start talking about stuff like, this is good, let's get the mics out. <laughs> I see the possibilities. Are uh, endless.
Yeah. I'm surprised that These you people. still have access to induction. Uh, my inductions are very little, like, and they're they're sporadic. And so they are effective. Effective, yes, they are f effective. They are unnormalized uh, and uh, enjoyable. <laughs> At <No>. least. <laughs> Yeah, for the most part, yeah. No, what's funny is that, of course, like, it's no surprise at all that you would practice very careful and respectful moderation. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, it's very... It's just part no, of your character. Uh, <laughs> You'd, I, would, <laughs> I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine you to be the, like, just like over... Like, that's why I see... That's <laughs> the spiritual opposite to you. <laughs> Yeah, I finished in two days. They thought I was. They thought I needed to go to the hospital. I just told them I was tired. And I got stressed, so I finished it. Yeah, right. And that's it. That's one hundred percent how it would go as well. <laughs> the fact is, no, I don't really I, think I could yeah. say I'm much better than him. I would say I'm closer in between the two of you. There's no doubt. But I feel like I lean to his side of the spectrum with a desire to be on your side. He does not possess this <laughs> desire. <laughs> Man, what a beautiful way to put, you know, three people. Uh, compare them to each other. <laughs> well, you have to somehow realize that balance is... It happens, right? It's not like a random thing. Well, we're different guys and we happen to get along well. Like, there's a reason why the balance happens. In a totally, like... You couldn't really imagine that, well... I was going to say you couldn't really imagine that much conflict, but I think there's a certain amount of patience that you and I could have for him that <laughs> that has to run out somehow. Like, this just seems like an inevitable part of the... Like, if you spent a lot of time together. But then again, it's like... I just never find myself actually getting pissed at him. Or even feeling like that patience <laughs> losing, you know? It's more like I understand him and I understand what it makes him, so why get mad at him for his nature? Yes, it's uh, it's just, I mean, that's, uh, again, you know, what a beautiful friendship is, is understanding and seeing. Because I think anger comes out of un misunderstanding or not knowing enough. I think you and I are just very frustrated that he's very fat. Yes. And to all the body shamers out there, we have a coupon code for you. <laughs> <laughs> so that you don't call us. <laughs> um... He is self, he, uh, he, uh, he self, uh, what's the word? <laughs> he self-identifies as fat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Is, uh, so you cannot say anything against him. In fact, he, uh, he frowns upon any kind of sugarcoating of the word, so he prefers we use the word fat. Okay. Okay. Can you accept <laughs> that? <laughs> uh, and, uh, we carry on. Um, I watched, I watched the South Park, uh, episode on... Wait. Political correctness. We're talking. Okay, go, go, go. <laughs> I thought you were going to sidebar. You weren't. Let's go. It, it, I, di I did. It was, I watched a South Park episode about political correctness. No, it was relevant. It, it was relevant. That's yeah, what I'm saying. It's, it's like really hilarious. Yeah. How. PC principle? How. Yeah, how, like, how, how clear. How more clear do you want it to be? <laughs> <laughs> they really put it in really clear terms. Very explicit terms. 
They're very <laughs> smart guys, man, but you can see that we would have reached very similar conclusions. You know, it's just when you let yourself think in these types of ways, that's the type of thoughts that converge between a group of people who want to do so. Yeah. Man. Or the, yeah, the, uh, the Rick, there's a new Rick and Morty uh, episode up on YouTube. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, it's the season five premiere. Did you see it? <laughs> I did. Uh, we can watch it again. Uh, I did doesn't like to watch this stuff, but I'll be down to watch it together again. And um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, we could do it. I'm open to it. And sunny in Philadelphia too. <laughs> we can we can do it once we either later or once we finish. I mean, he'll answer. Or the, or the audience can watch can watch with us. I mean, we got him a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can call him. But we're going to have to explain to him how it all works. <laughs> it's like, he grew up in the same world. <laughs> what is this? It's like explaining to a grandfather. Is, uh, I f is, no. Oh, we don't know the frequency of his phone. Um... No, we're going to have to get him to do it via the computer. We bought him a microphone. For this very purpose. And yes, it's been... It's been how long have we... St when did we start at this, man? I think we're one hour and 50 minutes into it. No, Five zero. no, like, when did we start this whole thing? Did we start it in October? No. It was... December? No, sorry, no, sorry. It December, must have been, January. I think it was 2021, 100%. And I can tell you right now... Then, the first one was January 17th. There you go. It's been six months. Well, in some <laughs> sense, like, if you think, dude, uh, October, we were together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It has been six months. And he has not been. Though I imagine I'm going to have to do a lot of, like, snapping my fingers to identify the moments that I have to bleep out. Because how can you really... S s uh, how can you chain this, uh this man down you know what I'm saying funny guy funny guy you uh you just you just can't put a leash around this guy he's a he's a he's a strong man this this other film claims to to be a two hour 15 minute one shot film all right nice with no actual cuts before we talk about that I want to share a thought I have about the guy we've been talking about Let's just call him Alex. Like, what I do find in some sense pretty inspiring about him as a sort of idea about sense of self is that he is undoubtedly a fat man. And I would say he is a handsome man. But he is undoubtedly a fat man in a large degree of fatness. So much so that the fat, you would think, would have an inhibition on his capacity to be able to attract a mate. And I imagine it does have, to some extent, a capacity, except... He walks around with an energy like he is a king. Not in terms of an arrogance, but in terms of a... I am not worried. Self-respect. I'm a king. I'm the king. It's not like, I'm a king. It's, I'm the king. It's all good. And that sense of self makes him... Makes people gravitate toward him and like him. He's also a super nice guy. He's probably like... He's probably one of the nicest people I know. Despite the fact that he has absolutely no self-control. 
right? He's truly one of the nicest people I've ever met, and there's, you don't, and he's not nice in an ideological sense, he hasn't done much reading about the concept, he's just sort of naturally, simply, almost in a childlike way, nice to you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, introducing Alex! <laughs> okay, now, so this is the part where we're off the air. <laughs> where we have to get him... <laughs> wait. <laughs> where we have to get him onto the call and connected and doing it right. And then, when he's up, we clap back in and we go straight into that part. Okay, then let's, let's change channels yeah, and yeah. let's turn this off. Are you going to turn off the mic? Yes. Did you no. re Did you ready? No. Let's keep it on. I think it'll be a funny part of the journey in case something is like... You know, we're, we're not going to hear his voice in the process, but we'll hear us and maybe that'll like... You know. Okay. Okay. Um, so you are not using... You're using your phone currently, right? Yes, the electricity came back, but I... Need to... But you can call him from your laptop? Transport. Uh... I can call him from my laptop. Okay, wait. I think... I'm sending him steps on, uh, on WhatsApp. Okay, I'll call him and... Do my part of the, I, the job. Do you have a Windows computer? No. Oh yeah, you got a Mac. That's true. Um... This is, this is kind of freaky. <laughs> you, uh, you've been inducing? Oh, yeah, I'm inducing. <laughs> Yo, the lag on this is pretty not... It's pretty good. Like, it's not... There's no lag. Oh. Well, I hear you. On my side, there is. But it's okay. I think we just should so, mute... I think we should just mute our microphones. I'll mute. For both of us. But he did not answer. We'll call again. So he did not answer. Did he? No, I... I we'll call again. We will call again. Um, meantime, download Audacity Windows. <laughs> what kind of Windows does he have, do you know? <laughs> no. 10? Okay, so I sent him audacity dot, like, just the link. But, does he have WhatsApp on the computer? Facebook. Probably not. We go Messenger. via Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. It has to be. We gotta, we gotta use, uh, Mark. Mark's uh, platform. Oh, oh got there it. he goes, there we he goes, it. there he goes. <laughs> we got it. Oh, God. We got it. There he is. There we he is. We need to put, like, like, you know, what... You know, like NASA's success mission? We have landed. <laughs> um, sir, we have a set of uh, commands for you, for you to join us on the inaugural... Oh, he's... You need to unmute. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hello! 
Alright, so how about you talk to him with unmuting and muting and you tell him what's going on. Alright, so the deal is uh, we're gonna we're gonna get you up and we're gonna help you get on this podcast. The makeover so that <laughs> you do not have to look pretty for this for this thing. It is all sound. You know what I mean? It's your your voice is already pretty. <laughs> we could and do like Nathan for you where I speak through you. Fritz, Fritz is uh, getting ready. He's preparing the instructions that you will have to follow in order for you to commence in this podcast. My name is Gabor, and I am a handsome man who is calling. My name is Gabor. Upon another handsome man like yourself. And I'm on the line with another handsome man like myself. <laughs> and and uh, what I would like. like impractical jokers. And uh, what I'd like is for you to uh, get yourself. What I would like is for you to get yourself up. And onto the computer, and then and follow my steps to your computer. And follow my steps. <laughs> follow the following steps. <laughs> Try and repeat after me. Okay. Um, what is he saying? I, I don't. Muted. It, th I don't hear uh, him. He's either. saying there, there are people working in the house that are banging and stuff. <laughs> They're doing what? They are begging. <laughs> what are they begging? <laughs> that stuff. Can you can you repeat? They are doing what? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> They're working on the. They are banging the kitchen. They're probably the kitchen closets, the kitchen refrigerator, the kitchen microwave. Okay, okay, The okay. kitchen toaster. I I believe it'll be fine. I don't care at all. I want him to sit it, on his computer. Tell him this. It is a. His, it is his a, mother called. His mother is was in the room and she was waking him up. For what purpose? And he she is angry because he's late and he must attend to the workers who are banging the microwave, and the kitchen closets. He must attend to them. He must. This is a very inconvenient time for us to try and get him to join our <laughs> podcast. However, it has created a funny story. And so right now he hears you, you hear him, I hear you, yeah, no. I don't hear him. <laughs> I can't... <laughs> I did, okay, yalla, khalas, we will talk to you later then. Unless... <laughs> wait, you don't have siblings? No, they're all... he's alone in the house. Okay, I well can... we can get off... I'm trying to... okay. <laughs> Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> there you have it. Though, to be honest, the play-by-play -play with him, I <laughs> think is... Another failure from... Trying to get on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say right now that whole play-by-play -play thing is kind of a funny format. Of, of, of what? What we just did, like, you know... Yeah, but like... One what? guy talking to him, the other one talking through it and describing what's going on and sort of relaying between the two as if they don't hear each yeah. other. Yeah. That's a pretty pretty funny scene. Like it's a it's a format. You can do good stuff with this format. Yeah, so it gives for comedic it has comedic potential. So what kind of other comedic potential are we looking for? Oh yeah, wait, you know what? I'm gonna tell you some ideas, some things that have happened lately, and maybe that's gonna be interesting too. So I'm reading these books about these bonobos. And I realized that lately I just I got so distant from photography. So I thought, 
what if I get back into photography? And what if I, after reading all these books about these sort of like primate cousins we have that are pretty much essentially us, the whole thought is that because bonobos never left the forest, because we did and chimpanzees did sort of semi-leave the forest, they would have had the least reason to evolve over the last two million years. So the idea is, theoretically is that they are a much closer representation of our ancestors than what we understand. And it's just something that, like when the Bible was written, for example, uh, this is a whole other sub part of the subject, but the, um, when these Abrahamic texts were written, the types of animals they understood were antelope, snakes, and you know camels those are the types of animals that they understood to be animals so it's pretty easy to imagine a divide between man and beast right because they're so different they'd never seen it it was only until the mid 1800s that a chimpanzee was brought to the zoo and queen victoria was verbally and notably disgusted by these sort of ill-formed humans that's how any but at the same time it excited the hell out of charles darwin watching these cousins and what they could learn about us and so our understanding of primates is so new really culturally that it's like we've almost ignored it entirely and when you look at genetically bonobos and chimpanzees split off from us the same time so in other words the tree that leads to them it's like a tree that leaves from us and spreads into two of them in other words genetically they are of identical distance to us they're exactly the same and so we don't know mm. which one is closer, but what we do know is that both have societies where community values and, and general duty toward each other. And the book even shows that they even think that they could be superstitious and that they plan and that they consider friendships and that they are extremely caring of each other. The difference is that chimpanzees are killer. They can be, if they have to be, because that's how you enforce the rule of law for the people who don't follow. And that's how you keep order, right? You could argue that when our agriculture came and it became harder to keep order, the people who were kind of like the sociopaths of the group, the ones who had the least amount of empathy, you couldn't stop them. It was much harder to stop them. In small societies like where the chimps demonstrate, they can. Anyway, the difference is the bonobo, they don't fight, they don't bite, they don't kill at all. What they are, the way they, as soon as there's like a fight that's about to happen, the women run to each other and essentially start having sex with each other. And this whole entire culture is extremely casual about sex, so much so that it's like, except between siblings and parents, which seems to be evolved by itself, it's just like a recreational activity. Their sense is like, oh, well, it feels good for the body. It's nice. Everybody likes doing it. What's the problem? <laughs> and so I thought, what if you take... And then what the guy in the book wrote, Franz Deval, he said, it is impossible to look one in the eye and not see oneself. Like, well, I thought, what if do a really, really good quality, great quality photo series of a couple of these bonobo apes from all over the world looking you deep in the eye. It just seems like the type of thing that you could, you could have a very interesting experience with. And I want to contact the writer of the book to ask for his advice on how I would go about the series, who I should speak to, who would be able to show me access to the apes, and, and who would be able to tell me the best way to approach photographing them in order to be able to witness the emotional um, complexity that, that, that they show, not just in one moment, right? Because in some sense, you could do the entire series of photos in one place where you're just photographing one group of them, and they have very clear facial emotions, and they're different and distinct. And that would perhaps be even of interest. And then you take the project 
further, I think, well, now I know because my photos are going to go up in that Swedish museum, big photography museum, I have direct contact with a person, a curator, who would be interested in at least sharing with me if I tell her, look, this is a project I want to do. Your professional insight, who do you think, where do you think, what do you think, how I, how, how I should frame this thing or how I should go about with this project, would this be something that has an audience, blah, 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 blah. And before you know it, there's a really thought-provoking photo series called Our Nature. That's at least the working title, but I like the title, Our Nature, which really is just to put, cast that mirror of the, the ancestor that we have that gives us an insight into what we looked like in pre-literate society, before we had language, to, and before we needed religion, because religion was required with scale. The last sidebar, it's that he said, one of the theories they have is that in small communities, it was easy to kind of enforce the rule of law in general. And so, or at least the general code of ethics that people have, the moral code that seems to be built in. But in, as soon as you became agricultural societies, because there were so many more people, you needed to have other ways to be able to somehow keep the moral code in check, to not let the bad seeds go through. Really, you could say that the world was, went wrong, not just because, not because men were the problem, but because on the, on the spectrum of empathy, on the far end of the spectrum of no empathy, are pretty much only men. And these are the people who happen to get very successful because they know how they can they go around the moral code to be able to achieve what they want to achieve and leaves the rest of people which include a vast majority of men like you and me who are born with empathy who do carry themselves in a way that's intrinsically moral civic if you want to call it but in the sense that you don't want to hurt other people at all we carry ourselves with empathy and a lot of people do so that's when people talk about like patriarchy and that kind of stuff I think, look, yeah, I understand it's men, but it's, it's just like a certain breed of men that were bred out. And before that, when you reached that scale of like society that you couldn't control and you wanted to somehow control that kind of behavior, you have to, that's where religion came from. And so all of these thoughts get provoked around this subject. And it's one of those things where the whole subject of the book I find so interesting that you could somehow frame the entire exhibition that it's like a... Uh, telling the story of that book but through the photos of the animals and through maybe a mixed media type of interpretation where you add pieces that will provoke the certain types of reflection I don't really have the design for that yet but it'd be really really cool experience I just don't know how would you go about really photographing them you know because I don't know what kind of access you could get to them well I think you if you're it seems like you've given a lot of thought to this but also you know about the subject and it's it definitely sounds like a, a doable thing so if you're dedicated enough or passionate this this should happen and the idea of photographing them i think it li like much of what you've watched maybe of of other photographers it takes a lot in, in nature like it takes a just a lot of time and patience and you know learning and and listening to be able to to get this and like there's no other person that could do this too because of your i guess s previous small stunt with uh with, uh, with animals too so if it if it's if it's anybody then it should should be you yeah man i, I think i see it, it it's it's it, it's just time and it's about meticulous planning and understanding this is you know that's really it you know it's it's a, it's it's a large project like large in terms of dedication like 
You brought me to a. But it's doable. You brought me to a second level of thought, actually, that sort of now relates to the process of work that we have here. Bear with me for a second. Imagine that a school is actually a chimpanzee enclosure. And for us to be able to photograph the chimpanzees, we have to get to know them and we have to get them to like us. In principle, it's the same exact thing, isn't it? And yeah, if you, it's basically creating a, an other uh, that is related to us. So, like, an other that we don't uh, antagonize and an other that we want to intrinsically understand and be closer to. So imagine that if I were to spend a certain amount of time there, the idea is that I need to somehow be given enough access to be able to like live there and participate and get to know them in a way that I know that this is Jeffrey and this is Marvin and I know them, you know, and they know me. And to be known as they look at you will totally change the nature of what they give you. And so it seems to me imperative part of the process to go live among the bonobos <laughs> and they live in there, there are enclosures and captivity orphans who essentially live together there's this whole sanctuary in congo of all places oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> they're gonna go into <laughs> david choke territory <laughs> <laughs> listen no this is far from it because it's just really the commitment you have to the cre the the creative output that will come out of it or or how of the creative process, sorry. Like, how much of the creative process should engulf you? How much... Like, this is what I thought the other day. When when someone is out of out of their mind, what do we mean by that? We mean that this person is... What we usually mean is that they're crazy. That they will do something that is, like, an anomaly. Something that nobody else does. It's uh, unique. It's, uh, you know, of itself. But to, th to, th to think about it with the knowledge... Of or understanding of what we know about the limits of our mind or the you know the between here and somewhere else like out of your mind is is a completely it's 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 accurate to the creative process it's exactly what you want you need to be out of your mind <laughs> you need the process to take over you like how how Jim Carrey you know played Andy or how you want to go live with the bonobos it is leaving your mind and having something else out of this world take take you you know yeah man you're right and there's definitely i imagine it's not that out of the question because really what you're saying is look i want to be useful to you in any way that puts me in their space um so that they may get to know me and only then once I feel like there's, the, once you can tell me that there's enough trust there, will I bring a camera to the equation? There are people who are interested in this, in, in, in this project. They would, they would like to see the outcome of it. So I'm thinking really the first place I would look is at this writer because look, he's spending his whole life writing about primates. To have a really, really great photo project happen about them, why wouldn't you? And there's not that many happening. It's just like, it turns out it's not a huge subject of discussion, you know? People aren't really thinking <laughs> about this stuff for some reason, you know? But also, yeah, uh, organizations that care for, like uh, contacting one person is better than like contacting an uh, a group or an organization but all those also those people care about this stuff and they want to see something visual that nobody has uh, ever uh, has uh, has ever seen or just a different way of seeing it
And I suppose if you go through him, the idea is that if you can get him on board with, not just on board, but also having told you how to approach the situation, because what the hell do I know, right? Like, I want, this is what I want to offer. What can I offer? <laughs> and he'll say, yeah, it's a team effort. And it's he'll a collaboration. say 100% and do this, talk to this person. This is how it goes. If you can buy him into it. So really my job is to inspire him and he's Dutch. And so it's sort of a, the, it's 50, 50 there. Like he could be very, he's such a practical dude. I wonder what inspires him, but he does talk about like, he's passionate about what he's talking about. And I think the idea of a, a Dutch international photographer international in the sense of you know we are international type of people not internationally known um i don't know i feel like there's there's a there's an entry there and it would be really interesting to spend that time there i'm just be kind of prince i think i think this is something if you want to do it just do it that's it there are very very few bonobo sanctuaries in the world in fact i think there's only three and the big one is in Congo but uh, that's great yeah I wonder isn't Congo a, I really honestly I guess I don't know enough about I don't know anything listen about Congo. you just you gotta you know make one step see you don't you never know and you know what I was thinking too I was thinking especially with a creative job or, or being part of the creative world you can just tell people who pay like I want this guy to be in my team. He won't do anything, but he has to be with us or else <laughs> I will not create. You know what I mean? It's, so you can just like bring whoever you want to possibly do nothing other than hang out with you. I think at and that point, you need to see to it that your clients thoroughly perceive you as an artist rather than as a service person. Yes. There are people like that too. Yeah, I mean, like you know, when you had these guest dancers that would come, like you'll do whatever Yo, they ask. It's basically, it's basically us, but but people with a lot of money. You know, they're they're us, but they just have a lot of money. Like it's not out of the question to see what we do with these people, with these schools, and kind of describe it in a in a way that says, hey, it's this is actually a an, a live art process between you and us, and not to produce the same product that we produce now, even though that is still like. Imagine if you got real, full, full commitment from everyone, <laughs> like that they stop. No, the schools will never stop things. It's a little too, too rigid, but I do like the community energy that you can't get with paid extras and actors, you know? Yeah, for sure. And even like my point is that like you really it's if, if you're passionate enough for a job, that's that's really it or for some for a project or a, a style of life or a way of knowing something. It's it's uh, everything is doable okay what if we um it's a different model though you say like look because of our access to schools we just write schools now and we say you know what we want to make a video with you it's not an admissions video it's something we want to do but we use your whole community to do it <laughs> and you continue like to tell these stories and you make these crazy videos that who the hell has access to that many like hundreds of people constantly and have them do what you need them to do and it's just like they'll just do it because they're like okay well these guys have a cool project in mind and you'll describe it to them and really what it does is it like you use it to serve your interests in terms of like like you want to tell people they should tell their own story like that would be a pretty cool way to make a badass four minute video <laughs> you know for sure but I yeah I see your point um, but I just feel like within the context out it's context out of school like 
to go like exactly what you're doing like to go to something you are completely unaware of like to say I, I want to help you and to be part of that project and it's because something you want to do like going into complete unknown but knowing exactly what you want to do take photos for example yeah man I agree you know, there's also that question of, oh, is it just, is it so, is it such an attractive ego image? You know, like, oh, the traveling primatologist photographer. He's in Congo in the jungle, living among the bonobos. <laughs> Listen, like, it's, it's not, it's, I think it's the idea of, this is the time that you've decided to allot to, your, to yourself about understanding something. And this something is understanding who you are in its most primitive uh, way to understand the building box of who you are, right? So you've, uh, you've given yourself the time to delve and meditate that and these meditations permit you to take action on, th on something. So it's, it's far away. I think it's, it's just uh, the curiosity to know more that is driving. driving. And th to say, like, ego, ego is you trying to differentiate yourself with, uh, against others. And here it's completely non-egoistic. It's about knowing. It's about, you know, curiosity. That's it. I suppose the, the way I could qualify that is that the ego is always going to be a part of it. It's sort of an inescapable part of it. But the question is, yes. could you, in the same sentence, say that there's enough horsepower to push the ship if you were saying that the only horsepower you got was from the desire to know? Like, is there enough there? And in this case, you'd say, yes, of course there is. Like, there's so much of the own personal interest and the own craziness of the experience. Can you imagine, like, how you emerge from an, of an experience like that? So, clearly, there's the immediate experience itself will be like, I think a lot of women look at men talking about this whole ego image thing is like, dude, just get over it. <laughs> just do <laughs> stop talking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I would just see L as we're call as I called her earlier, just in the back going, doo -doo 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 -doo. all right, let's go. <laughs> My God. And the fact that she already has experience working with primates because, and you know, there you go. was even attacked by some. And so there you go. And actually, it turns out this is a deep interest she has. She brought books with her from like a box that she had at home, and there's like nine about chimpanzees. And I'm reading a bunch of them. <laughs> really crazy. Like, <laughs> cool subject. Such a cool subject that people are totally missing. Man, like they, um. <laughs> Wait, let me. I gotta read this passage. But I gotta find the passage first. Now we're becoming a like an audiobook type of uh, service. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, give me one second. I'm uh, just gonna grab some water. Just uh, talk to the audience for about thirty seconds. Okay, and then it'll be my turn. Um. Hello, audience. I'm finding it to be really interesting how sometimes time flies when you're talking about cool ideas. 
hopefully that will turn into actions very soon but um, I it fails me to understand the potential that this medium will have for us in the future I hope that whoever is listening to this will understand that this is more for us than for you so it, it is from the desire to eternalize something that cannot be eternal and for us to travel to places that we are unable to travel fascinating I, <laughs> I have returned okay off to you friends I'll just start reading from a part it's about a page and a half of reading so it'll take a minute or two <clears throat> but origin stories of religion don't end they don't end here wait one second my music stopped and it threw me um, but origin stories of religion don't end here there is also the awe and wonderment and natural events beyond our control that this may not be uniquely human is illustrated by the charging displays of chimpanzees at waterfalls or during downpours. The first time I witnessed this, I had trouble believing what I saw. The chimps at the Arnhem Zoo sat around miserably with their, quote, rain faces, bracket, an expression of disgust with eyebrows pulled down and lower lips stuck out under the tallest trees doing their best to stay dry. When the rain intensified, however, and reached under the trees, two adult males got up with bristling hair and started a display known as a bipedal swagger, which, one can imagine, made them look human in a thuggish sort of way. With big, rhythmic, swaying steps, they walked around, leaving their shelter, having, getting completely wet. They sat down again when the rain eased. Having seen the same behavior several times since, I agree with those who call it a rain dance, because it, that's exactly what it looks like. Jane Goodall described a chimpanzee male acting similarly near a roaring waterfall. Quote, As he gets closer, and the roar of the water gets louder. His pace quickens, his hair becomes fully erect, and upon reaching the stream, he may perform a magnificent display close to the foot of the falls. Standing upright, he sways rhythmically from foot to foot, stamping in the shallow, rushing water, picking up and hurling great rocks. Sometimes he climbs up the slender vines that hang down from the trees high above the swings, out into the spray of the falling water. This waterfall dance may last 10 or 15 minutes. Goodall went on to wonder whether these displays could become ritualized into some animistic religion, and what would happen if chimps could share these feelings with each other. Would it lead to collective worship of the elements? An entirely different take on the same behavior, however, would be that the apes believe, for whatever reason, that they can influence the course of nature. Perhaps a fortuitous event, such as the ceasing of the rain in the middle of a charging display, created the superstitious belief that if they display hard enough, they can stop precipitation. For those who regard such mistaken associations as dim-witted, it is good to realize that there is little doubt which ape is the most superstitious of all, and it's not the chimpanzee. End of reading. That's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Now... The value that we find in what we see. A, 
Okay. Like one of the main Thanks things. Thanks a lot. One of the main things that I um, really take away from it is this idea that they can they can picture beyond their like they he, he goes on to describe an experiment with pigeons or birds by a guy named R.F. Skinner or something like that where they would be a feeder that would periodically every 10-15 minutes whatever specific amount of time drop food and um, pigeons yeah. eventually inevitably what they started doing is some of them would like start turning around in circles before the food would come or some would like flap their wings or make a sound because at some fortuitous moment they would have connected that they did an action and food came and then they th processed that thought and did the action again and then at some point food came again and so and thus superstitions are born exactly it's, but it, it's, it's very dangerous also when when it's not a you know uh, superstition it's like it's actual like if you if you turn around twice you'll get food so basically you become a slave to to that I mean that's how the whole argument is that's how religion was formed inevitably by there's this yeah there's this beautiful uh, short story an Arabic one uh, I don't know if you've if you've read it Rob because it's it's a uh, um, it's called Tiger in the Cage, I believe. And it exactly talks about this, about what does it mean to live if you're just abiding by someone else's rules. I mean, this is, I think this is different, right, what we're talking to about, but um, I'll have to send it to you. I don't think it's different. I think I see what you mean. And you can easily see how this type of behavior with the capacity to multiply that language imbues in people that certain thoughts may be imposed stronger than other thoughts and inevitably majority believes a thought and inevitably that becomes what new people ought to believe and naturally what you find with every civilization that has ever existed unrelated to each other an inevitability of being human is religion it is created as a necessary part of collective living because of the trust that it forms within each other. They describe a, in the early 1920s or 1930s, they were looking at this, maybe even before that, uh, they were comparing collective, collectivist colonies or uh, communes in the States versus religious ones. And they found that the ones that had religion had much, much stronger capacity to, to survive. That the collectivist ones, without sharing a moral code, for example, without sharing the trust that happens within religion, died out. And so it's not that we don't have other ways of living, it's just that under the circumstances in which they existed, religion was simply stronger. It's like... Yeah. Too much. Let's go back to the funny funny. <laughs> That was the the brain hour with uh friends <laughs> friends friends <laughs> welcome this this was the brain hour with friends thank you for listening to the the the, the, the smart part of the show where it gets into the the nitty-gritty all right second subject at this school are two girls who i can tell you now 
will 100% be a protege team of what we do. <laughs> maybe not for this type of projects or maybe they're not the same type of clients, but I will take these girls and I will mentor them <laughs> to, to let them realize that potential that they clearly have. They were with us for every part of the production, full of energy, like multiplying each other's energy like exponentially, but also very smart, very down to earth and very talented. Like one of them is a competition rock climber in Scandinavia at a very high level. I mean, high ranking, like seventh in Scandinavian competitions in the age group, etc. that type of stuff. You know, it's just like, and they're all international, but that in from all over the world, but speak English exactly as you and me do in a way that we shouldn't really, I mean, you grew up in the States, so I guess you have reason to, but I have no real earthly business having this grasp of the English language. It's like you notice that that particular thing to have in common somehow really does connect you. And so now I've been talking to them on Slack as a sort of group chat where I, I share thoughts and then they share their responses and they're just like, it's, they write a bunch of their insights. Well, let me read this. They went into a hiking trip with the school. That was like, it's part, it's called, you probably even know, it's called like the Duke of Edinburgh Award. Mm. Um, so she writes, I'll just call them A and L. A, she says, hiking puts you in a very creative and alert thinking state. So a lot of interesting conversations and thought goes on during the Duke of Edinburgh. I said, what kind of thoughts did you find? She said, one, if you bring hydration, electrolyte tablets and placebo phi, that they make you laugh every time you drink them. You will laugh through the whole expedition. Two, Romanian sounds a lot like Hindi. Three, if you look at the horizon of an asphalt road, it looks like there are puddles of water. Four, rocks covered in moss look a lot like, and could very well be, trolls spying on you. Five, the weeds dangling off the side of the road almost look like a crowd holding out their hands to cheer you on. You can run your hands through them and pretend you are giving them high fives. I said, brilliant. The next five. And then immediately comes out. Romanticizing is a powerful thing, but why do we only do it for the past and present? It would be very useful if we could just romanticize the present. Seven. Minding one's mind is very important. Eight. Everything in life is just how you react to it. If you can control that, then you have full power. Nine. Mosquitoes have absolutely no function or place in this world. And 10, Gen Z has the last letter of the alphabet. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so, she, A wrote this? Um, I, she wrote this, but I understand that clearly it's the two best friends walking through the forests and mountains together. And this is what happened in one weekend of it together, what they produced. You can see that like the quality of their friendship, the quality of their curiosity for thought. And the way that they look at things is in an open and totally fresh and interpretive way. Like I see within them real like potential to, to do something very special and who just need like, I already decided active mentorship, at least from my part that I would be willing to offer that. Not that I decide that they ought to do it. They kind of they kind of indulge each other with their own ideas and this is what they come up with wisdom 
what I was thinking is it would be fun for you to be in this Slack chat because I think you'd enjoy seeing the conversation go. Like, yes. But I will, I will introduce you first to them and then they will learn of you. In fact, I could just give her the podcast, this particular one. It's like, this is, this is the guy. Hey. Hey. A-L, if you're <laughs> listening. Hey. I'm Gabor. This is Gabor. Not his real name. Or Arjun. Arjun. Or Patricio. Patricio. Yanis. 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 That was a good one. Who else have you been? Uh... Sean. That's pretty much bit Sean. on how I oh Sh Sean from yeah how I identify myself. I don't know how other people identify myself. Um, let's see. And were you you were not Sura, Charlemagne, Charlemagne. You've been Charlemagne as well. That was you. No, you were Charlemagne because I was Rob a bank. <laughs> Maybe for a hot second. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. You must know these rules. And at first we didn't really pick up those name changes. So yeah, those are uh, those are the name changes. Yes, so I'm all of those people and none of them <laughs> at the same time And uh, uh, it's, it's right. It's really great to meet you this way. I think the way that people are introduced uh, Gives the opportunity for most yield of understanding who you are especially if someone takes care about how they introduce you and you have a very fortunate person to be able to do, to introduce you to to me, which is this person here, Friends. Friends. Man, through your speech, I kind of suddenly realized why some of the people that we know actually do enjoy listening to our podcast. Because <laughs> you know, in my mind, like, well, there's no value to this. It, this is just stupid ramblings. Um, I just think it's kind of cool to listen to people who are actually curious about stuff. And one of, and aren't your typical high thoughts that are produced by Nine Gag, you know? Neither of us really follow much. What you're you're more on the cultural side, and I'm just kind of in the mental, whatever's going on inside the mind, observing side. But what it produces is just like willingness to think and talk about stuff that now crypto and decentralization, which I, I that's actually different. Yeah, that's the that's the problem with 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 some podcasts. Not that we are one, and not to compare, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just. It's the idea that everything needs to be so current. Everything needs to be updated. <laughs> you know, just why, why? Why does that have to be something? Why can't it just be whatever it is? <laughs> exactly. Why can't we just have a conversation and record it into a microphone and put it in a place where people can listen to it? <laughs> why does it have to be called a podcast? I mean, let's be honest for a second. For like, honestly, like, why does that have to be a podcast, or is it that podcast is all, <laughs> all recorded conversation is podcast? Yeah. Or is it only podcast yeah. when it gets uploaded to a platform that calls it podcast? Or is it then like, oh well, it could be a lecture, right? Theoretically, but then it wouldn't be. It would be a podcast lecture series. <laughs> Or I don't know, man. You put it in YouTube, you could call it a dialogue. A, di so, a debate. Like <laughs> I've shared I've shared this podcast with someone that I probably will never talk to again. Isn't that just cool? This is the only way they connect with me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and they become a religious fan and hang on every word. <laughs> Are you listening now? Are you listening? <laughs> 
It's like, it's like, Sarah, if you're listening right now, I love you. I will never stop loving you. And, <laughs> and then, um, then let's go for a commercial break. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, oh, don't take me away. I couldn't, I couldn't. So like, She's not just a listener. And people are pulling you back, like pulling you away from the microphone. You hear like the rumbling of the mic grabbing it. I want to talk to her. I need to talk to her. But you realize because this is an audio, th- you could just do that. And I just did that. But you could just could commit to it. Oh. Well, firstly, the commercials. Um, a word from our sponsor. This is uh, from uh, Milk Broth for the company that likes to make broth out of old moldy milk. That's Milk Broth. And uh, Milk Broth works good in coffee. Milk Broth uh, works, uh, works good in your shoes because uh, it's good for the feet and the skin and the feet. And uh, what you do with the skin feet with the Milk Broth is to uh, mix it together so you get nice soft skin feet that you, uh, that you can walk nicely on your shoes. But there may be a little bit of acidity if you have a blood type of O negative or something. There's a, there is a chance of a known problem. But other than that, Milk Broth. And also. Milk Broth. And also, this broth brings froth. You got froth in your shoes, froth between your feet, froth in your soup. Froth is the new broth. Batteries sold separately. Batteries sold separately. Indeed, indeed, indeed. <laughs> and uh, and now the the it's the halftime discussion with uh <laughs> with Mike and uh and Kike. <laughs> so hello, my name is Kike. Hello, Kike. I uh, what does <laughs> I. Um, what do you believe is the game so far? How do you like how it's going? Well, Ky- well, Mike, I'll tell you, Kike isn't happy about the game. The, I think uh, it, uh, it goes left and the right, and then right and then the left, and nothing in between. So, Mike, Kike needs more in between. I do believe that in between is the place where we should be, yes. I agree with this, with this estimation. But uh, I don't believe that the second half will uh, present itself with the in-between that we are after. Knowing what they did before in the other match, they, they will change their formation to become more in the middle. Kaik, can you tell me about your experience in the your native hometown of uh, what was your native hometown again? It is Yashikarakrak. Yashikarakrak is a homeland town of mine, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm I am laughing because it gives me great memories. Uh, in there we have the black grass, and we have the black. Uh, pebbles and in the black pebbles you you can put your feet in and then you can scrub and it will give you darker skin as you know Mike Kike is a dark man and a dark man need black pebbles yes that's correct where are you from Mike um um, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with the direction that you've, uh, Art. you've taken your speech. I have. Is it politically incorrect to tell to say that you are from 
The Mexican lad? I'm a, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> in the situation. <laughs> I don't know how to, oh, I don't know how to respond. you're a person that uh, doesn't like to move. You don't care about change. I'm a, I don't, care. I, I don't have a comment. I'm not involved in the situation. <laughs> Well, when Mike, we're going to replace you with Gregory. Uh, hello, I'm called. Gregory. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know the game is uh, they, they have the black pebbles and they got the like uh, the black people. Um, excuse me, the, the the black pebbles and the black sand and the black grass and uh, that's what the magical thing was in the game. And uh, in my experience playing in this cockball game of cock and ball, um, there's a thing that we see. Um, well, how, how do we ask you to, to the, the, the correspondent in the United States? Well, thank you, Philip. Um, you know, Philip, I'm, uh, I believe that uh, it was a good game, and uh, I believe that uh, one of the things that we noticed is an insight about human consciousness that uh, human beings are actually all at one. Yep. And that's, um, that's, uh, that's the word from, from America. Thank you very much. Over to you. <laughs> okay, okay, my friend. But uh, you cannot l l lean to... The, to forward and then lean backward at the same time okay you understand me it is this is a game of balance this is the game of greed this is a game of not drinking cappuccino on your balcony this is about running with your espresso to work because you're 10 minutes late of being half an hour late do you believe okay? that the strength of the coffee has to do has a bearing on the performance of the individual of uh, of of course, because if the the the, cafe, the caffeine is going to give you an extra boost of testosterone, the testosterone will surely help you in thrusting forward, not backward, at the same time. You know, that is what I do like about you Europeans. You have such a fluctuating accent that as you speak, you take my mind across a variety of different places where I feel like I first spent some time in the, the northern nations of Scandinavia and then we took a quick trip down to Italia where we saw the pasta and the people and the pizza. And then we uh, continued down and we started uh, nearing a little bit more toward the Greece and the Greek islands of Santorini in the blue, all through an inconsistent way of speaking that actually produces a... A geographical journey that would have not have been found if we could speak consistently into the microphone. This has been the International Hour. Sound effect. <laughs> it seems like we've reached the, uh, I am so tired of myself, I want to be another person portion of the podcast <laughs> where we become multiple different people because we're tired of being ourselves or thank you we could call it the the moment where we realize that this is kind of an art project and you may as well lean into it and have some art why do you have to live in yourself it's just sound you know you talked about the potential of animation but no matter what you're going to be talking about animation for a while except with this you're creating as we speak and you can create a world that 
can get into somebody's imagination. Audio stories are a really rich way of telling stories, and that's something we noticed this year, didn't we, with the Frankenstein play? It's a it's a rich way to entertain the self when you close the eyes. It's just a, it takes a little bit of, it's a little bit of a hurdle, but people are getting more interested in doing interesting things like this, you know? Perhaps if you it put is. interesting visuals that do connect the eyes, but don't distract them too much? Surely, surely you are correct. The world of audio, even though started or advanced much faster than the video, is now in the second revolution. Imagine this. You have a theater, movie theater, a hundred people, thousand people, whatever you call it. And the whole theater is totally pitch dark once you sit. And the story gets told just in the darkness. But then lights happen and things do happen like a show together. But there's never a strict visual thing. It's just you're following the story. But it's a one and a half hour experience. You think that if you, of course, like forget about format. It's like, could you make it a really engaging story the entire way through that it becomes extremely like a high quality entertainment or do you need to stimulate the eyes necessarily or could you come up with a deeper way because you could say that the eye is such a there's so much visual information entering through the eyes that it distracts the thoughts and it distracts the mind from itself because when i close my eyes somehow the mind focuses because the audio signals appear to me as one even though there are pieces but you hear children or you hear the trees or you hear a car but it's all part of the audio signal that you're receiving together as one but watching looking you the eye is traveling from place to place to place to place and even though the ears may travel from place to place it's a very different type of distraction so when you have your eyes closed tell me tell me go you're very aware that um that sound is much more accurate than vision hearing is believing my friend when it, it we, no we, we are all both aware that a video that lacks audio is is far more worse than audio that lacks, lacks video you know what I mean yeah you're totally right it's a much more complete thing to have good audio than to have good video <laughs> and because of that you can create worlds you know without working on anything visual it's just in this day and age, we are very much, you know, tied to the idea of video and watching something. And, you know, we, we, we watch things all the time. We, oh, let me watch it again. Every time I watch it again, I notice something new. Yes, that's because maybe it's not, you know, as full or complete or accurate. Think of um, the fact that really all you need to do is produce 90 minutes or a certain period of time of quality entertainment that's all it is you don't have to say it's like a you're com- competing with anything it's just entertainment but the fact is this process you could do with a couple people close friends and you don't need a whole crew because in some sense filmmaking the process is so brutish unromantic you know unless you do so in like in an independent way where of course there's romance about it but the big production idea it's just like yes it's a drag yes i think the resources that go into filmmaking are much more of a hurdle sometimes than doing a project such as this one with friends you know it's just there's much more leeway for expression and how things can be you know 
I guess it means in some sense that if you ever do make a show, it has to be like strictly against the production style that people would say it should have. Like you don't scale it up. You just keep your cameras around you. But you have to sort of find, well, people already do that. It's a cool, it's a YouTube format, but I don't know, it has to go yeah. deeper than that. That's where the audio plays is actually like, you could create a crazy experience, crazy, crazy experience doing something like that. Man, I'm, I'm thinking of a certain person that I could share this thought with that might be, that might give, you know, good insight. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking of the same guy. I got that same guy in mind. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Oof. You see that, man? We both thought of you at the same time. Isn't that something special? <laughs> yeah. That is something special. If, like, two people are thinking of the same thing. Of the same person at the same time. You see how also the thought gets presented to me as, like, I'm having an original idea here. But really, the original idea is just a culmination of stimuli that I've received over this whatever certain period of time. And how... I can between one point and the other now because you have those two reference points the main the brain is able to form the point that exists sort of in between and then travel on that line and so by hearing by hearing that audio play at the school that we worked and or hearing this friend that I'm talking to you now say that he wanted to follow the the audio story of a product being made and have people listen to that I when he told me I just I was so excited about his idea I thought it was totally right. And if it's somehow, I think you could somehow make it strong enough to be able to see mass audiences. In the end, you just need to captivate their attention. And tell me, you don't think we could captivate people's attention? Do you think they would get bored if you really, really made sure that they don't? Yes, that's, I think... Uh I think we have enough understanding about how much time or effort that needs to go into something in order for it to be uh, to be seen. Does that make sense? There's the there's that like experience and maturity level to say, okay, this won't take you know an expectation of this amount of time. It'll take much more than this. I mean, you could you, you could do thought. it with teenagers. You could, That's thought. You could do it with. That's what I'm saying. Go to a school and say this is the performance that you do with them. You know, like theoretically, let's say you have a whole play written out. You know, like you could easily say that you take a two three week period to to produce an audio play with them. But the question is, I guess. No, no, no. That, no, I, I wouldn't go that that way. I just I do think that you could test drive this, these things on these types of audiences. And I think this is a, cause I've sort of been dabbling in the idea of wanting to be a stand-up comedian or at least doing stand-up. But I think the idea of putting your face on things really colors how you see things. And I don't know if I necessarily think that's the only way to, to speak. Like you could easily create these types of plays just as we're talking about where you say everything you want to say in the way that you want to say it because it's your voice and it's the way you express it, but your face is never on it. And so you're able to keep that sort of healthy anonymity toward the story that you're telling. Yes, your, your image is removed from the idea that, that you're presenting. Oof. My friend. In nine minutes we would cross the three hour mark. 
In nine minutes? In nine minutes. Eight minutes <laughs> now. Are you suggesting something? What I'm suggesting is that in eight minutes that we will cross the three hour mark. <laughs> Would it be worthy of us to continue for another Man. 7.5 minutes. To be honest for a second, I think we've had a pretty good uh, pretty good ride these uh, 2 hours and 52 minutes. I think this deserves a little bit I of agree. a it deserves a little bit of a cool down, you know? Type of uh instead of okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, but the the microphone I guess the microphone doesn't matter. <laughs> it's when did it die? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's still recording, but I mean, like, like does cool down constitute being recorded or not? What does that mean to cool down? Well, I mean, why do we have to make the decision? You know, you could, in some sense, say, uh, like, having access to whether or not the stuff gets used is in practice the same thing as saying we're not actually recording. Yeah. But it's in case. <laughs> always being recorded the only question is whether we get access to the file <laughs> uh, we don't get access to these files <laughs> they're stored with only one person that can control them Jeff MIDI MIDI <laughs> or Jeff <laughs> MIDI is has all control and all knowledge of us of our recordings no one else you know, I talk about this whole audio play thing, but I think people are using the podcast format already for that kind of stuff. Like podcasts, you can tell me, yeah, but podcasts. it just seems like people are um, seeing it as the as a big frontier of media. It's like I'm talking about it like it's an original idea, and the whole time the audience is listening saying, dude, you're talking about podcasts. <laughs> dude, you're <laughs> talking about podcasts. Dude! <laughs> oh, God, you know, there's a convolution. No, there's um, arrogance, I think sometimes but you know you kind of have to let the brain formulate its ideas and they'll present them anew until somebody tells you like dude you just like demonstrated the value or the potential that the format of a podcast has and the sort of resistance to a label is a little bit yeah, superficial yeah you think of it in your own way and you execute it in that way and that's it we don't have to categorize it yeah it's true podcast just means any sort of running sequence of sound <laughs> Really? Yes. But I guess there was something to say about what if it's more than just a... What if it's designed as a performance piece, you know, at a large scale where the execution of, it, of the experience is integral to the experience itself? Such as our video. Yeah, or exactly. The show, the one that involves real humans that will be sitting in real seats. Hmm. With cinco minutos. I mean, is it is it your bedtime? No, I just need to. Uh, I'm getting hungry. And should chill. Well, with the rest. I guess if we calm down the hour, how about we play a song that would calm us down at the same level? Do you have a particular one, or should we choose? No. Um, 
Alright. No. Alright, I got one. You found one too? Um, I found one too, but... Let's open yours. You ready for this? Alright. Alright, the song okay, is I'll count. In Your Hands by Nick Mulvey, the single version. Alright, three, two, one. You can disconnect if you want.
Yo. And so we cross the three-hour mark. Oof, man. That's a way to end it. You know, it's... Uh, I had two thoughts during that time. It's like... What we see as beautiful... I don't know about you. Let me talk about me. Uh, what I see as beautiful has changed. Has transformed so much that it's encompassed more people and more things and more creations that it's really hard to kind of have life suck in some sense it's just a great it's a great thing that i think i've evolved to become it's uh, it's great to appreciate the the change and it's it's easy to be thankful for that because it's, it, it is what it is what I am now, to be, you know to be grateful for what you are now. But I think it's important to recognize. And yeah, the second thought was like there was this one time. This is a, it's a story. This is one time at night where I've induced. I've been I've been induced heavily. I don't know, but kind of uh, not intentionally, but. It. I've reached a point where it seemed like it was a lot and unnaturally, you know, or naturally, sorry. And I was listening to this one song and I thought of a person, a specific person to send it to. And this person might or might not think differently about induction. <laughs> but I sent it to them and I was like, listen to this while being induced. And whatever reaction they get, that's up to them, you know. If they understand what I'm trying to get through, then it's, that's great. But if they don't understand it, then that's great as well. Because there's no need for, you know, their appreciation of it. If they don't appreciate it. How did they respond? They did not. They did not respond. Did you Which is like the song it was a third uh, No. It was this it was just this. It was just listen to the song. I mean while being induced. Music is complicated. It's a I great imagine, song. Well, Everyone experiences well, it differently. Is, uh, Everyone's going yeah. through different moments. I don't in know their why lives. I felt like sharing it, but, but the idea of seeing something beautiful—I think that—that's—I think for both of us, I—I I feel like mm, there is let there are more things that I did not find beautiful before than than you, like. There's a certain understanding that you have of the world that allows you to see things, uh, see a lot of things that are beautiful. And uh, there is like a, a definitely a, an observation and a transition that happened because of that from my end, you know? I suppose the insight is that we must appreciate the beauty but not treat it as truth yes 
that releases you that that frees you you know treat your own eyes as the eyes that are produced by every moment that you have ever lived has led you to the moment that you are receiving whatever it is you're looking at and that for every person that is so different that the way information enters the eyes and enters the mind is fundamentally substantially different just a different way of seeing things and so what you look at the way your eye creates patterns the way your eye might travel to leaves if you were someone who had an interest in trees whereas your eye might travel to someone to the people with yellow shirts if you have an attention towards the color yellow you know, everybody sees totally differently. And as long as you accept that in yourself, that you see totally differently. I figure you can live at peace with people. Yeah. Oh. Beautiful song. And I think we found a little uh, new tradition there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's a very fun one. <laughs> I just got a message from Alex. <laughs> from who? The big dude. Just fucking cut his wrist open trying to fix the vent. Got blood everywhere. <laughs> uh, is, uh... <laughs> do you need to go help? <laughs> do you... Are you helping? <laughs> Man... Hey, I would say um, I'm ready to, to at least go into the post-recording phase of this moment. Yeah, let's do that. All right. And stop. Stop.